What's up, y'all? This is Ryan Rocket. Just a little announcement that we did split up this episode. Um, it was another long conversation as usual, um, but it actually splits out pretty nicely. So in this one, we're talking about all the current event stuff, a couple new releases, Kanye versus Drake, uh, Offset and Cardi B, uh, also the controversy over the king of R&B, quote unquote. So check it out. And next week, we're going to have our year-end wrap-up. We talk about the Grammy nominations, and we list our favorite albums of the year. So check that out and enjoy. Living fast and balling at Christmas time. It's going to be a good Christmas this year. Santa know when you John go to bed. And we balling. Biggie's <laughs> favorite Christmas album. <laughs> Playing a Dipset Christmas by Jim Jones. <laughs> Rest in peace, that bundle. Yep. Stat bundles. How come niggas don't make Christmas albums anymore? They do. Chance and Jeremiah made one last year. Oh, that don't count. Rap. Say, are we counting that? Oh, n- yeah. Nah, I think R&B people make Christmas albums. I think they still. Mariah Who's the last one besides Mar- Mariah Carey? Put that out in '94. <laughs> Come on. No, she redid it not too long ago. No, yeah, you got was... no, you got people like John Legend who will do something. Who I think he did make a Christmas album. They just don't really promote them anymore. I don't think. I think a lot. But why don't rappers make Christmas albums? And don't give me chance. <laughs> I'm talking Death Row Records made one back in the '90s. Uh, oh, yeah. Dipset Christmas. Those are the only examples I could think of. DMC. Yeah, but. Run yeah, that was a. I don't know if that was an album. It was just a song, but still. Yeah, I feel like. Song. Yeah, I feel like people don't even make Christmas songs like they rap don't. songs. It used to be, you know, you, Snoop Dogg had a Christmas song. You know, you get little stuff like that, but now I don't know. I feel like it just went out the window. I think so too. I don't know why. It might make a comeback. <laughs> Soundtracks made a comeback. They did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we might get new Christmas songs now. Not, well, that wasn't for a soundtrack. Tyler, the creator, he made the Grinch, the Grinch soundtrack. Song. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, they, yeah people really on soundtracks now. We was talking about that like a year ago. Yep. You yeah. brought it back, and now you already sick of it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. No, I ain't sick of it. Back. No, it, it was just cool how back in the it's, and to be fair, it's not the original soundtracks how it used to be because remember it used to have the skits in the from the movies. Yes, <laughs> on the soundtracks. Then it's not really that. It's more of an album. But um, yeah, I guess it is what it is. All right, Jim Jones. I'm sorry. I'm about sick of this song now. <laughs> Go ahead and fade that out. All right. Welcome to the Gems and Juice podcast. Might be our last of the year. We'll see how things shake out, see if there's any surprise drops. But right now, I'm getting tired of you niggas. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think we all need a break now, but for real, though. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the year-end wrap-up edition of the Gems and Juice podcast. And as always, we are sponsored by Teach, Laugh, Craft. Uh, by always, I mean like in the last week or so. <laughs> Let me get this tag in real quick. Make sure you follow Teach Laugh Craft on Instagram and Teach Laugh Craft. Uh, check out all things crafted, custom T-shirts, cups, and so much more at Teach Laugh Craft. Teach Laugh Craft on Instagram. Christina will take care of you and tell her the Gems and Juice podcast sent you. 
Cool. <laughs> you might get the shirt too. I need one, man. I need one. I need yeah. a fancy one like you got because you got the one with the gold trim on it. Yeah, I'll he be didn't jealous. Make, yeah, yeah. I hook y'all up. <laughs> you like I'm the boss. I get. <laughs> I hook y'all up. But but uh, introductions underway, of course. Uh, Figgy, how you been, man? I've been doing pretty good, man. Just um, red. I'm kind of ready for the year to end. There's been a lot going on around work. Really? That kind of so, sounded so depressing. No, no. You know, um, the holiday kind of throw everything off mm-hmm. where it's kind of stressful. So um, I'm just ready to start fresh again. It's kind of, it's kind. you know how like towards the end, not towards the end of the school year, but towards the middle of the school year where it's leading up to Christmas break. And it's kind of like, uh, I wish this week hurry up. It's kind of one of them weeks. Yeah. So it's like, damn, one more week and then, you know. A little break. It is kind of weird how that just, just reverses itself. Because mm-hmm. back when we were kids, we couldn't wait for Christmas time. And yeah. when you're an adult, it's really more stressful than anything. Because yeah. you're still working and you got to shop for people. Yeah. And you got to make travel plans. Yeah. And especially if you work in radio, you working through the holidays. Yeah. So it's just really, we just wait for it to be over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I finally got Christmas off because I think last time I worked Christmas. So um, I finally got that all, but I won't get paid because yeah. I'm part-time. So that's the part that suck. Mm. Yeah, I've been there too, but luckily <laughs> luckily you made it, man. You balling yeah. up, man. <laughs> we out the trenches. Yeah. <laughs> also joined again by the lovely Jasmine. Hello. How you doing, girl? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> well, unlike you guys, I'm excited about the holidays. Why's that? You going home? Yeah, but I don't know. I'm just ha- I'm happy about them. I'm normal i guess i'm like i should be like a stereotypical um person should be around this time i'm jolly the holidays make me happy i give gifts i like giving gifts i know why you're happy why you got to get flown out (laughs) 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 no i'm not getting flued out um but no i'm just i'm excited to be off i'm excited to go home and just not do anything just lay around and chill Okay. For a little bit. And you going to Dallas? Yeah. Right? Okay. This time, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And of course. What? I, I said, I mean, of, it's your family there. Come on. Yeah, I wasn't dissing. I was <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm going there. And okay. I don't know when I'll be back. If we're going to Jack Freeman's concert, then I'll be back on okay, the. On the 28th? Yeah, on the 28th. Okay. And I'll okay. probably spend New Year's out here. But I haven't heard of anything. What are y'all doing for New Year's? Do y'all have any plans yet? I don't yet. I'll probably go to church. Yeah, I never been to church on New Year's. Me I kind of want to try something different. Start okay. the New Year off right. Goody two shoes over here, man. It's like <laughs> me going to church. I'm trying to get into some shit. Club. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little too old for that. <laughs> I want I want to go to church too, but I guess it kind of defeats the purpose if I were to go out right afterwards. That's what everybody does. I mean, yeah. that's honestly part of being a Christian. You party and then you ask for forgiveness the next day. I think that's how it goes. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, but yeah, if we if I go to that, then I'll be back, you know, in time for New Year's. But if not, I'll spend New Year's out there. Okay. And come back. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Also got a special sit-in guest over here. We ain't got no mic for him right now. <laughs> he say he's here for the Drake commentary, but I think he's here just to make sure he don't get talked about on the What a Bro Knows. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> That's the first thing I thought because I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> 
maybe he heard a few. But never mind, I'm not going to go there. But <laughs> Kev joins us again from the Kevin Kev show on YouTube. So he, he's up here in the what background. What up, Kev? Yes. Hi, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, new release. Oh, we missed, a, we missed a week last week. Uh, scheduling conflicts. It was raining. It was crazy out here. I didn't feel like driving all the way. Ain't shit really happening. He's going to have so. to get a boat, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I didn't really feel like making it. I heard um, about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You was out of town. You was in um, New Orleans. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So scheduling conflicts and whatnot. We ain't really miss a whole lot except for the Cardi and Offset breakup, which we will talk about later on. I feel like a lot happened, though. Like, we, like, I feel like not, nothing happened for the show to have happened, mm-hmm. but then like at, right after the show, stuff started happening, or maybe it was just the Cardi and Offset breakup, but it seems like a lot happened to me. I feel opposite. I feel like it's been a slow, slow couple of weeks. Really? Um, the Kanye album never dropped. Yeah, I, f- he, I honestly forgot about it. Yeah, <laughs> that never dropped. Oh, dang, nothing. it didn't. Like all all the stupid stuff that became conversations wouldn't have become a conversation if it wasn't just slow as hell. Mm-hmm. The Jacquees thing, yeah, no, that's that. Yeah. all this that stuff nobody would have cared about if albums were dropping and there were things to talk about. But there's really nothing to talk about, so the goofy shit rose to the top. Yeah, but new releases. Um, Jasmine, you said you heard the new Kodak Black, and you gave us a disappointing review about it pre-show. So, um, well, yeah, I listened to it. I'm not really the biggest Kodak Black fan, but I gave it a try. It was cool. It wasn't bad. Um, I like some. I like the songs. They were, but I thought ZZ was the best song. But I am also a Travis Scott fan, so. Eh. But I did think ZZ was the best song. The beat and everything was good. He had some good beats on there. What did you say, Figgy? Uh, something about me, he had the same like type storyline as Meek Mill. Yeah, I seen I somebody post on Twitter saying um, pretty much his album and Meek Mill album is the same thing, but um, different beats. I definitely okay. felt that vibe. Like not as Kodak was more so on a, I guess Kodak vibe. I don't know. I can't describe it, but yeah, I definitely felt the same type vibes. Like he had the his album was composed of the same type songs Meek's was. It was a good album. Yeah, he did do a little time, so yeah. he yeah. was going through some stuff and still going through some stuff. Yeah, he did speak on it, too, which I was surprised. I don't listen to him, so I don't know if he speaks on his legal issues much, but I was. it was interesting to hear him, his kind of take Let's on Let's talk it. about that, since I didn't hear the album. I don't think Figgy did either. I'm not yeah. a Kodak Black fan. I'm not. So. It's, hard yeah. to, it's hard to listen to. Even I tried to listen to a couple of interviews of him. Yeah. And it's a little. I wanted to talk about cr- that too. Yeah, yeah, I cringe a little bit because it's like, man, like yeah. the way he sound, yeah, how he talk. <laughs> and it's funny because before I got here, uh, well, came here, I was watching the latest one uh, on the Breakfast Club, mm-hmm. and my wife was like, "Who is that? Like he's just saying his words all wrong. His voice is irritating." Like, and he got that mask on. Yeah, the ski mask on. So. Yeah, he did it again. Yeah. So. Now everybody wore the ski mask this time. That was so corny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but what do y'all think about that whole situation, about uh, the thing that happened with Ebro? Uh, he went on Ebro in, uh, what's his name, Paul Rosenberg show? Uh, Ebro in the morning. Yeah, yeah, the morning. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, they had Kodak on. Uh, Ebro kind of starts the interview talking about, how uh, he has a case going and he knows that Kodak can't talk about it. But he also mentions that he wants to talk about sexual assault 
and how prevalent it is, and he wants to have a discussion one day. It was a weird tone. I could play the audio, but y'all all probably heard it. Is yeah. that how he started the in, the whole interview? I heard towards the just... beginning of the interview, he was kind of on that vibe. That's I didn't okay. see the whole thing. Yeah, that's okay. what I was wondering, too, because I didn't see the whole like interview, so I didn't know if that's how he started the interview, because if that's how he started the interview, then I could understand where Kodak was coming from, because if why, why introduce the interview that way if you're not even going to get into it? Like if you you know you stay why even you know why why make the statement if you know you're not gonna be able to get into it like that didn't make sense and to start the interview that way but then again I didn't know if that's how it actually started. Well, don't quote me on it because I'm not 100 percent sure, but I do believe that it that did come up towards the beginning of the interview. I don't think it was something okay. like an hour long discussion followed by that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was yeah. I was about to say if the interview didn't. If he didn't bring it up at all during the interview and at the very end. Well, actually, it looks like it went on for a while. Let me actually, because I have the video pulled up right now. Y'all say, like, I felt like he wanted me. So, you know, Pop. <laughs> Wait. Very sensitive. Damn, He's so creepy. <laughs> Look, man, at this point, it's a pleasure to meet you, man. Um, You know. Looking at they have been your, talking for about 15 minutes here. You've been through, and I know the okay. recent one right now is very sensitive. And with respect to, you know, everybody involved in that case, you know, we can't get into details today. Yeah, this was um, like towards the end. But, yeah. you know, we take sexual assault here serious. And we can't, you know, uh, get into details, but we hope, you know, to have you back so we can have a, a deeper conversation about that because, you know, this is a serious topic. And we're hearing these stories a lot. Good actually kind of looks at them. That pause was um, hilarious. One thing we were talking about in the show today that for some reason I just have a hunch that you this would care This part about. was hilarious. The idea that landing on the moon was a conspiracy. <laughs> Kodak, do you believe that our moon landing... How do you go from that to landing exactly. on a moon? Exactly. What the fuck y'all talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you seem upset that I brought it up. Wait, what? Now you go back to the sexual assault question. Yeah. I feel like <clears throat> sometimes when niggas like we going through shit, like y'all be entertained by bullshit. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. So like change the subject or I'm finna walk out. <laughs> we'll change which subject? Just whatever. Like, well, no, for- they tried to change the subject. They was talking about the movie. Okay, enough, That's enough. He, yeah. he walks out after this. Uh, yeah. But uh, I've seen a lot. And to be fair, now that I see it in, in context, it's a little bit different from what was on Instagram, like the clip of it. Yeah, no, yeah. I yeah, the clip I saw didn't include the moon question. Yeah, that wasn't there, so I don't know what I was watching because I didn't yeah. I, I didn't see that. So, what do y'all think about this? Do you think it is um, this was unfair an unfair question? Do you think Kodak was right to walk out, or do you think he should have been a better had a better response for it. What do y'all think about this whole interview situation? I think the in- interview question was appropriate because it is something that's going on, and he did mention that he can't get into it, so I can agree with that. Um, seeing as it wasn't at the beginning of the interview, I thought it was like how he started it because that didn't make sense to me for him to start the interview that way. But um, I think it's a relevant question. Uh, I think Kodak had the right to say what he had to say, but Eat Bro being the host, he didn't have to... Um, like giving that you know tell him to leave you know he could have 
been more um he didn't have to be so egotistic i guess he could have yeah. like been more of a host and been more like try to get him to say like that's your artist you're trying to get more out of him for the for the fans for your listeners it's not about you at that point it's for the listeners so i feel like that was where it went wrong ebro should have been like more you know he shouldn't have been so hurt about it and been more like welcoming and trying to get him to say and talk about really talk about something else that's what all he said instead of getting you know but whatever <laughs> Figgy, what about you, man? How do you feel about it? Um, I'm kinda I kind I kinda wanna take up a Kodak on this one. Okay. Because I mean, I kinda disagree with you on um, you know, he should've uh you know, he shouldn't have brung it up at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would have been better if he came off top to get the elephant out the room. I mean to address the elephant in the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I felt like it was kind of a, I don't want to say it's a sucker move, but he knew what he was going, how he was going to react. So he waited towards the end of the interview to bring it up. So now he got this full interview already. So now at the end, he like, oh yeah, now I want to bring up the elephant in the room. Like, what the fuck was y'all talking about at the first, you know, the first 15 minutes? So I don't know. I thought, I thought it was kind of whack because you can't. You can't just slide that question in, especially if it's ongoing. And if you really want to help this dude, I, I feel like Ebro coming off as, as a person who, like, all about helping the person. But if you really want to help this person, you won't put them out on blast like that. That's, to me, I feel like he's trying to do a lot of clickbait. Yeah, and that's how I felt it It was towards the end when um, Ebro kind of puffs his chest out and he's like, well, you could just leave then. Yeah. Don't tell me what to talk about on my show. Yeah. The interview was over. Yeah. <laughs> like, how many more questions you got now? Exactly. Yeah. It, it felt like he was trying to go viral at that point. But I do, I think the original question was fair, at least the way he worded it. Mm-hmm. Now, people like Trick Daddy are upset. <laughs> yeah, I seen that. <laughs> I got a problem with that video, too. Why is that? Like, it's weird. Like, was he mad and told somebody to hold my f- record me real quick? Probably. So <laughs> That shit is weird. <laughs> it's it's weird to, I guess, be upset and then be like, I'm about to make a video for Instagram. Here, hold me record while I'm mad. And then just go off. That is weird, but when you trick daddy, <laughs> you can do what you want, man. Yeah. Okay, that man has a rep. It'd be different if he was talking to somebody and then somebody asked him the question. He's like, yeah, that shit was kind of corny or whatever, but he had somebody hold the camera. You never, you never had your wife hold a camera so you could take a picture, no. do a, a video, nothing like that? Not nothing like that. If, I, okay. if I'm looking fresh. You got a selfie stick, though, bro. So. <laughs> I, actually gave, no, I actually gave it to Jules. Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, but... Um, yeah, if I'm looking fresh, I you know can you get my picture? <laughs> but I'm not. If I'm mad about something, who took that picture of you in a trench coat today, bro? I I set it up. <laughs> I set it up. I had to put the timer on it. <laughs> Old Dick Tracy ass motherfucker, yeah. <laughs> Columbo. <What? laughs> where were you? Was it somewhere? I was in. This, I was working. Oh, okay. I had to work. Um, the morning show. Okay. So. <laughs> 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 Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, you, oh, that picture. Oh, you talk about the picture um, Landry took on Twitter. He? Was it on Twitter? I think it might have been on Instagram. The one with you with the coat you took today. No, in that little room. Oh, you know what? I think Landry took that picture. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. he was talking about my coat. And okay. Like, hey, was he stand like, man, up. I got to take a picture? Yeah. See, isn't that weird too? 
<laughs> not not really. Like it's just weird when people say stuff like, um, let me get a video. Okay, I get here, you. record me while you know while I'm like I'm not looking at the camera. Yeah. Like I'm, Yeah, no. Like that's like me telling Kevin, Hey, take a picture of me let me act like I'm talking, like I'm doing something yeah. and point or something like I'm I don't know. Yeah. That shit kind of weird to no, me. No, I feel you. And I'm the same <laughs> way. That's why I can't really post nothing on Instagram. Yeah, I, I just really... feel too weird doing it. Yeah. <laughs> doing a video, doing a skit. I don't know how people, like, get over that initial feeling of weird. Like, well, I see people doing that in real life. The unplanned like, pictures. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like I see people making videos, talking into the camera in front of people. Yeah, like, I, I do can't not... do that. I got to be by myself Yeah. I got a neighbor who um, he always go to the gym or whatever and not see him, you know, walk, walking back and forth. But um, I found this Instagram. And when I tell you this dude have all type of unplanned selfies and motivational quotes. Yep. And I'm like, man, he in the gym. Like, what, he just set up the picture or the camera? <laughs> or he had somebody right there taking a picture. It just seemed weird to me. I don't know, man. It's weird. Yeah, I'm... put us on, man, because uh, I get the feeling you <laughs> want the niggas that do this. So, <laughs> so h- h- how do you do this, man? Like, what's your mentality when you get behind the camera and, and you just talk like that? Uh, I think you just, uh, it's kind of like you just got to block it out. I okay. guess what it, you act like nobody's there, I guess. Because at the end of the day, you're kind of trying to just get the video you want. And you know people are going to look at you crazy, but you got to do it. So it's kind of like, I just imagine... They're the not there. Afterwards. I just kind of block them out. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. But I don't take too many like selfies and stuff like that. I was playing yeah. with you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> had to make that clear. Right. <laughs> no, I, I understand why people do it, and it is entertaining when you're watching it. Yeah. But it is weird to look at. Okay, you set this video up. You said, "Let me get in my angry mode while somebody else takes the video." Yeah. Or yeah. or people that cry like doing the video. Yes. And post a video of them crying about something. That's so fucking weird because yeah. I'm not thinking about posting anything if I'm crying. So I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's it's yeah. a weird looking. Yeah, we I know get, we got all off track. We did, we did. <laughs> but, that was a funny aside. Uh, but to get back to the Kodak thing real quick, uh, just I, I agree with what y'all said pretty much. Um, it was a weird look for Ebro to do that. But Kodak, I mean, he's going to get asked that. My yeah. only thing is if you're going to pick on somebody like Kodak – you got to pick on everybody who got this type of background. Yeah. People were saying, like, Ebro wouldn't have talked to Fabulous like this. Exactly. Yeah. I was just about to say that. People yeah. were saying that. So it's the people who you, res- I guess, you disrespect or that are younger than you that you kind of feel like you can punk and make a viral video out of. Yeah. Say what you want about the Breakfast Club, but they went against Birdman. Yeah. Who, you know, that could have ruined and, a lot of relationships. Yeah. And see, and the thing is, they go right to it. They don't yes. wait to the end of the interview. They yeah. say, all right, um, with That's Kevin true. Hart, with the whole cheating thing. They got right into They're it. They're like, all right, man, we got to address it. Exactly. You know, they ain't wait to the very end where, you know, he could be like, you know what? I'm done with this. All right, done. Exactly. All right. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I just, I think it was kind of corny on Ebro part because yeah. I felt like he was looking for a moment he to was. go viral. But in the same breath, he was trying to say, oh, yeah, I take this stuff serious. Try yeah. to play that card, yeah. too. Yeah. It's like, come on now, it's man. Like, if you take that shit really serious... You would um, probably talk to him on the side mm-hmm. and try to see what you could do to help or something like that. Not put him on blast at the end of the interview. 
and the way he framed it seemed disingenuous too because he's like i want to have a discussion about sexual assault of all the niggas <laughs> on earth you can have a discussion about sexual assault about in terms of learning something why would you pick kodak black he's not what was you for? Know he's never he's had not. an interview like that yeah. mm-hmm. why would you think that you would have he's a gonna be the spokesperson against sexual assault all of a sudden yeah like come on man like would you want to talk to a I, I guess discuss, had that discussion with somebody who's accused of it, or would you rather talk to somebody who it was a victim of it? Yeah, yeah. that that was the other part too. Like, what was y'all gonna talk about? Exactly. Yeah. He he just did it. <laughs> he knew what he was doing when he did that. Yeah. But uh, it is what it is. Uh, moving on, uh, other albums that released that we probably didn't listen to. <laughs> <laughs> Big Crit. I listened to it. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay, wait. Did he release another I think it was like three. It's like an EP, like the same thing that he released before. It's like like three three songs. songs. Okay, so it's not... Um, But this one was very commercially. It's like he was looking for a radio hit with this one, and I was very surprised at him, actually. We were just talking about Big Crit, too. Exactly. Talking about he's underrated. Maybe he heard us and wants to... (laughs) <laughs> be mainstream now yeah but yeah no they sounded very all of these songs sounded very mainstream like they could be on the radio so okay. i don't know where he's going with that but speaking of a weird mainstream turnaround vic mensa i didn't hear this album but i heard a single mm-hmm. that looks like he's trying to do some kind of chicago drill shit mm-hmm. but like five years too late <laughs> he's trying uh, to be like a gangster rapper now or something ooh. He shot a video in the hood, surrounded by goons, mm. and it was a weird look. <laughs> I didn't listen to it. Okay. Yeah, I really don't care for him, man. Me neither. I don't really. I used to, but I really got turned off by the whole, honestly, the XXX thing. I thought that was really kind of disrespectful. Yeah. yeah, that was the last straw for me, too. I wasn't listening to him anyway, but that, at that point, I'm like, man, this dude corny. Yeah. Like, you're going to talk all that shit when the dude dead. Yeah. And then the apology was whack too, in my opinion. I agree. So. Um, he's just doing stuff for Cloud at this point. That's somebody else like, that was oh, your sexual assault and yeah. I don't play like you was accused of that, exactly. <laughs> right? Exactly. And he never once addressed that. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I was never a fan. I never listened to him like that. But it seems like now he's just get doing shit for attention. Which is sad because I do think he's probably lyrically talented. He is. I've heard mm-hmm. bits and pieces that seem like he's he can spit. Yeah, yeah. Kanye was rocking with him for a little bit, right? Yeah, and yeah. I thought Jay Z he was he's out of Rock Nation, I think. I thought he, he was. was. Yeah. He might not be anymore. Yeah. But uh, he could have been the next Jay Cole if he played it right. Um, what else uh, released in the past couple weeks? I think that's it. Really? Ice Cube, well, Ice Cube did drop. Yeah. Oh, I, I How do y'all feel? Uh, I, I checked it out. You really did? You? Yeah. It was polished. It, the production on there was good. And um, he still have that '98 flow. He do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, <laughs> he still got that flow. But this album, um, he kind of went the anti-Trump way. Okay. So of course. Was, yeah. So um, it was alright. I mean, it was cool for him to be the OG. It was still polished, but it wasn't like. Damn, he trying to do too much. He trying to, you know, act like he young. He yeah. stayed in this lane and did him. So, I think it's cool. He he, to me, he kind of remind me of like Snoop. Like when Snoop drops something, it's kind of like, oh yep, that's Snoop being Snoop. Yeah. yeah. So he he it like works. in that lane. Yeah. Okay. So I wouldn't sit here and say no. Nah, he need to quit, but he kind of just doing this thing, having fun with it. 
Yeah, I will say I'm not really looking for new music from him, but I will say if he's performing and I can see it anyway, he's a great performer still. He is, yeah. So he could rock a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as new music, I'm like, uh, yeah, he kind of on the Snoop level. Yeah. You're not really looking for new Snoop music. Yeah. But, you know, he kind of like that OG that get a pass. It's not like because you could probably name another artist like a rock him. Mm-hmm. And some people probably like, man, he need to give it up. But somebody like Ice Cube, he's still polished. Yeah. But yeah. it's kind of like uh, if you like him, you like him. If you don't, it's not a bad thing either. And I don't want to pile on, like, because I know Ice Cube been doing this since the beginning of, of his career, being controversial, being anti-establishment, calling out the corrupt shit. Yeah. But just the another anti-Trump rap album. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. to the point, like, I we get it. Yeah. Okay. And I get that he wants to speak on some things. I respect it. But at the same time, like, okay. Yeah. Uh, what, else, what else is new? What else is going on? We called Eminem corny for it, so we got to hold that same standard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing came out. Gucci Mane dropped an album in the past two weeks. I listened mm. to it. It was ugh. yeah. He's um, not the same. He man. really isn't, man. And I w- didn't want to admit it for the longest time because yeah. he is doing better in his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Healthier. Uh, but the music is sadly suffered from him being sober. <laughs> ah. I don't even. Th- I think. I think he just had his run, man. Um, he released so much music. Yeah. Where eventually I got tired of. I I actually checked a little of this album out, but I don't know. It's not the same. It's not it's the not. street nigga dog Gucci. Yeah. It's not the, <laughs> the bitch. I missing. might be wrote. Yeah. And, it, and it's weird because lyrically it seems the same. Yeah. He's rapping about the same shit, but just something's missing. He, something. Honestly, my opinion, I feel like he's not as hungry as he yeah. was early on. Of course, early on, everybody hungry. But if you listen to his old shit from um, Hard to Kill or, you know, um, Trap House or whatever, yeah, he sound hungry. <laughs> like, he really talking that shit. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I ain't really appreciate it back then, but now that I listen to it, I'm like, damn, he was yeah. really talking that Rapping shit. His ass off. Yeah, and people used to be like, man, he ain't talking about nothing, but he was actually rapping. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, like I said, it's good he's still doing shit, but it's not the same. It really isn't, man. <laughs> it really isn't. He pretty much just a name at this point. Method Man apparently dropped a new album today, too. I seen that. Yeah. I haven't heard it. Um, Method Man hasn't dropped in a long time, I mm. feel like. But uh, I might check that out because he usually comes correct when he does drop. Mm. Uh, I think that's about it for new releases. Yeah, Offset didn't come out. Yeah, that never did drop. Yeah. Which we'll get into that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Actually, we can get into that right now. Let's yeah. say the Kanye and Drake for a little bit later on. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so let's catch up on things that happened in the previous two weeks that we haven't recorded a podcast. All right. Mm. Biggest thing. Uh, Cardi and Offset. They are no more. How long did that last? Um, like, I was it say, over a year? I think she got pregnant towards the beginning of the year. So yeah, it was right before the album yeah, came out. Right. I don't know how long they had been talking. Yeah, there was rumors of them being together for a while, but it wasn't really official. Official for a minute so I don't know what the time frame is I just know they were married they eloped and now it's over Mm -hmm. so what was y'all's reaction to this terrifying Um, I when I saw Cardi's video I felt like 
First, I had one thought that maybe it was a publicity stunt because Cardi was like, there was no emotion behind her announcement to me. And Cardi, we know Cardi to be very emo- like, very dramatic in a sense, very like her, very personality like. And she didn't seem to have any like feeling behind her announcement. She it just was what it was. So I was like, maybe it's just like a publicity stunt, and maybe like you know, we'll find out. They're just kidding later. But then I started to think, and I was like, no, or maybe she's just really done. Like, she's just over it. Like, as a woman, she's probably just tired of this man's shit, and she's just like, okay, guys, this is what it is. Like, I've been putting up this with this for a while. Like, I'm over it, so now y'all know. We get a divorce. And then she changed her lyrics at a concert. Yeah, she did. And, yeah, like, I really do think that it's done. Like, you've been cheating on her for a long, for a long time. <laughs> I have a few questions, though, Mm -hmm. because she knew he was cheating and she was still riding for him in the beginning. Can we agree? And still got married, right? Yeah. That's why why I thought it was a publicity stunt, because um, the fact that she was even I don't I didn't go back and look like I should have. But like even she was still like posting stuff about him, like they were still together and stuff like, you know, little videos and stuff of him and her like. Up until that certain point where she posted the video where they were getting a divorce. So that's why I was like, why was she still stunting like they was, you know, they seem to still be mm-hmm. happy and still together. So why was she acting like that? So that's what also made me think it may have been a publicity stunt because of the lack of emotion and stuff behind it. But I don't know at the same time. So I, I think it's for real. I still think it's a publicity stunt. Really? Really? I think so because it it came out weird because remember they were supposed to have a rap battle yeah and that never happened yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened with that but it just kind of came out of nowhere like oh we're getting into divorce like huh and then um I think was it a couple of days later all set tweeted mm-hmm. said damn I miss Cardi yeah but no he said fuck y'all I miss Cardi I wanted to ask y'all about that too do y'all <laughs> the internet took it as like fuck y'all like fuck us mm-hmm. I miss Cardi like what we do to you. You the one that cheated on her. Like, why are you he mad at us? He did say uh, y'all won yeah. underneath Cardi's uh, divorce announcement. But do <laughs> so. You, so do you or do you think there was just lack of punctuation? Like he was like, fuck y'all, I miss Cardi. No, no. no. He, was he was saying, saying fuck like, y'all. Fuck us. Because mm-hmm. Cardi's fan base was getting at him for cheating. Ah. So he couldn't take that heat that Jay-Z was getting. <laughs> he couldn't take the party game. Nah, nah. He still got a chance though. He can still they can still work it out. I mean, because well, Cardi, yeah, that's true too. Someone brought that up. Cardi not that type of woman who's who's like, you know what, I'm done. I could get anybody I want. Mm-hmm. She'll work it out. And plus they married. <laughs> they gonna have to try to work something. Well, they're out. getting divorced, and she so. also said that there it'll take a while for them to get a divorce. They're celebrities; it don't have to take them a while to get divorced if they want to be divorced. Yeah. So that's how you know there's probably still a little, little room there for um, reconcilia- reconciliation because why would it take them a long time to get divorced? I mean, it, when, when both of y'all have a lot of assets. And you have to decide. I think I heard a prenup might have been signed, but I don't know. I heard the opposite. Oh, it wasn't? I don't know, but I didn't hear it anywhere else. I just saw it once on Twitter that said that um, supposedly in Atlanta, like, they didn't have a prenup. And because Cardi's career was um, built pretty much underneath their marriage, Mm -hmm. that he was entitled to her, like, all of her money and her, like, stuff was community property. So he was entitled to 50% of it. 
But I don't know how true that was. Yeah, I've, I've heard that under the uh, shade room type <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> investigators. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's true either. But I do know when rich people get divorced, it takes a long time. Does it? When regular people get divorced, it takes a long time. Yeah. yeah. That's but. why I posed the question, would you get with a dude who was in the process of getting a divorce? And most of y'all women were like, no. But I'm like, do y'all really do y'all realize how long it takes for a divorce to happen? Nah. Yeah. And a lot of people who are in, currently getting a divorce, they they don't even be with the other person. Yes. It's like living they, by yourself. They've been separated for like a couple years. Yes. And then it's like I'm finally get you know going through with the divorce. Yes. But y'all think, think niggas are trying to move on. I think yeah. That makes a difference. <laughs> like you got, I gotta know you really. Yeah. Like, you gotta know the situation by yourself. Yeah, you got to know the situation. Yeah. but um, they have been for a while. But see, a lot of women do be messing with guys who um, just separated anyway, though. Yep. Because you could be separated for like five, six years mm-hmm. and um, and still technically be married. Yep. So that's kind of the same the thing. for a weekend. You never know. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> see. But um, I, have, I have no real takes about the whole Cardi and Offset thing. Honestly. What was the questions you had? Did you say the questions already? You said you had a couple questions about it. I asked one. I well, basically, my 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 understanding is this: Cardi must have known who she married. Okay, of course. So I, I wonder, and we don't know all the private details, of course. Um, we know there was a video that came out uh, a while back of him with some other girl at a hotel. Mm. Things like this had been the norm. Mm-hmm. But she was still riding with him, putting his names in her songs. And I thought it was weird that she built her rapping identity around him, number one. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of strange. Yeah. She mentioned his name in her hit singles. Yeah. But you're going to get radio play nationwide. I heard yeah. it yesterday. I'm yeah. like, damn. It's weird. And I thought it was weird when it happened. Me because too. Because I'm like, are It y'all was really? early on. Yeah. Yeah, it was early. And I'm like, are y'all sure this is going to work out? <laughs> <laughs> to the point where you got this nigga's name in your hooks. The, yeah, yeah, I remember the art being articles about it and people like giving her backlash about yeah. it. Beyonce ain't got no, <laughs> ain't put Jay Z in her oh, hooks. Hell no. She really haven't. Like she can move on and all her shit would still be good without that you I know. Can think of off the top of my head, she hasn't. Yeah, she don't have nah, a song that's did. like Jay Z or Sean or whatever. Yeah, it's like all Beyonce. Yeah, but I think that was partly Jay Z's doing. I felt like, especially early on, he wanted their relationship to be low key. Yep. So they wouldn't. Just like they wouldn't. Nigga. Yeah. And well, their careers what? is so. <laughs> hey, what you said? <laughs> what she said? She said just like a nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly saw it as much as is him looking out for her. I mean, I can understand that. They too. got like, their own I careers. Like, exactly. They, no, I understand that. They different. I always and, thought. And, and y'all, y'all know, y'all. I, I always Y'all thought if I was with a famous girl or with like an Instagram model some way, uh, I would tell her to act like she's single on social media. Yeah. Because that's what you don't you ain't gonna get followers and clicks and money. Yeah, no. Being in a relationship. Yes. Yeah. I unfollow hoes who got their boyfriend in the post. <laughs> I'm like, even if I know you married, let me dream a little bit, okay? Yeah. So <laughs> I, I understand why. Uh, he he might want to have a. Well, this is way off topic, but the old Beyonce thing, keeping it low key, because she's a icon. Men yeah. lusting after her, you don't want her to be cupped up. She's corny to me now. Yeah, I mean <laughs> she she made it though. She I mean she reached her point. So yeah. it's kind of like what else you want me to? 
Oh, talk about y'all talk know about I'm married. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Y'all know who I'm with, so exactly. she can't play the single card now. Exactly. And now but, they just happy and married and rich. Yeah. And who gives it, a fuck? What's funny <laughs> is, remember, she released Single Ladies. Yeah. And she, what, what she, I think she was married. Was she married around that time? I think she yeah. was. But she was obviously that with Jay-Z yeah. that during was, that time. But Wasn't that the Miss Carter tour? No, wasn't weren't they going through their breakup during that time? No, no, not, not with single, single ladies. ladies. No. Oh, that was no. before Blue. That yeah. was Lemonade. Yeah. When they... that was Lemonade era was when <laughs> the elevator happened. So, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, he cheated on her during Miss Carter though. They were going through rough times Look, during that tour. We don't tour. put timelines on cheating. Okay, it happened. What's <laughs> Miss Carter? <laughs> the Miss Carter tour. That's oh, okay. When she like left and went on like across overseas and stuff. Beyonce forgave Jay Z. I think it's about time for you to get him too. Jasmine, okay, I mean, stop we, holding things against cool. a nigga. Okay, cool. <laughs> he apologized. He made a whole album apologizing. It's an open and shut case now. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny because Robin Thicke did the same thing. He did. He ain't and that did not work. work. Yeah, that <laughs> album flopped. Yeah, that was, that was probably the worst album ever. Yes, because <laughs> rapping is different than singing and begging. Yeah, but when you well this listening is, to at least would you want you would rather li- I would rather listen to a rap album really. Then singing and would, begging, singing that's whining. You Nigga, don't get up off your knees. I, 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 <laughs> yes. You don't think R and B is more romantic than rapping? I mean, like but, bitch, but, I miss I, you. No, I, <laughs> <laughs> no. I guess I'm thinking more so like along the lines of Robin Thicke's album. Okay, like he was begging and whining and crying. Like yeah. I didn't want to hear that. And I was thinking more so those. Albums exactly like Jay Z versus Robin Thicke. I would rather listen to. Jay-Z I think the that. right person had to do something like that. Robin Thicke, honestly, I feel like he pretty much a one hit wonder mm-hmm. because he had what? the one. Yeah, he had the one. He had the one song. The um, he had more than that. No, he had some songs, but the one song that took off that got him number one was the one with Ti and Pharrell. Yeah. And that was on that. But his, Lost Without You yeah. was number one, too, I thought. Was it number one? Didn't it go to number one? I know it was point? a good song. It was up there. Was it, it? I, okay. I would be surprised if it wasn't number one, because that was a huge song when it came out. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But I know the um, the one with um, T.I. and Pharrell, that song was, like, all yeah. over the place. Yeah. And yeah. Ended up getting sued for it. But, he did. But, yeah, that next album didn't do shit. Yeah. And that, it should have did something, because he had that momentum. Yeah, I mean, the drugs really got to him at that point, I think. (laughs) Fucked off everything, so. Damn. Um, What else? Yeah, going back to the Offset and Cardi thing, I have no, no, like, I I hate to say I knew it was going to happen. Wait. But we knew this was not going to last. I think most of us did, and... I don't think it's a publicity stunt because I don't think either of these artists are the types to do something like that, Mm -hmm. at least not to this extent. You think they're gonna go through with the divorce, or you think? They I got, think so. Think, I mm. think so. I think so. But uh, we'll see, man. I wouldn't I, be surprised you take them back. What yeah, was... I think they gonna get back together. You think so? I don't think they're gonna go through the divorce right now. Okay. I think they're gonna try it again. Everything cool. She gonna get on Instagram. Yeah, we good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, what did y'all think about the? Um... The mistress crying on TMZ. I thought that was hilarious. I thought that was wild. <laughs> like I didn't know the marriage was that serious. I didn't know the marriage was that serious. They're married. What do you mean? Look, sometimes marriage ain't that serious. Wow. Sometimes then why are we married? Uh, that's a question for Offset. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't the question for the girl. 
Uh, that was that was a weird weird. That was super weird. Yeah, she just wanted to make herself the center of something that was going on. Yeah, I was kind of embarrassed looking at you know how you be embarrassed for somebody else they ain't got nothing to do with you. I'm like man, like what the fuck is she doing? That was embarrassing. Um, didn't know the marriage was that serious. (laughs) I think that's wild. All right. Uh, also we got to talk about this, Jasmine. I got to put you on blast. Uh, because you hit up the group chat in all caps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and let me actually, okay, on Wednesday at 6.27 p.m., you hit up the group chat in all caps. Did y'all hear about Chris and Cardi crying emoji? And then we're thinking, what the, did they die? Did they get in a car accident? Are they, what's going on? I, I'm looking on Twitter. I don't see shit. So I'm like, you got some kind of inside scoop or something? Uh, Ed, uh, Figgy's like, what happened? I'm like, huh? You say, oh, nothing. He just said he had a crush on her. But still, I don't know how to feel. <laughs> <laughs> Why did this upset you so much where you had to type in all caps? I'm glad to know that you get these messages, Ryan, because you never respond. <laughs> Every time I text you in my chat, you never respond to me. Thanks, Figgy, for... Look, entertaining my you know, for a long time, I didn't even know this until Ryan said something. You kept the group chat on uh, silent. I did. I did. <laughs> I so that was it. probably one of the reasons. One of y'all was texting nonstop or y'all were going back and forth at like midnight at one point. And <laughs> I'm like, y'all, I got to sleep. So I put on mute and I forgot to take it off. So, you know, so I would look in and it's like a hundred new messages. I'm like, what the fuck? So you really don't fuck with us. No, I, I, I unmuted it. <laughs> but I, I, I've learned to sometimes, because I could be, things come across different in text form. Sometimes I want to say shit, but I just have that kind of humor and personality Mm -hmm. where it seems like I'm just shitting on everybody. But I'm joking. Yeah. But it seemed negative. (laughs) So I just don't say shit sometimes. But I do read everything y'all post. It's funny because a lot of women that we, you know, had on the show before always think you don't like them. Yeah. Because I don't know what it is. I guess you come off as like a mean person. Yeah. Well, I don't know, but. They always be like, I don't think Ryan like me. I usually think they don't. They think they. I usually think they, they don't like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought Jules hated me. I didn't think Jasmine liked me. Yeah, Jess. Um, Jess thought you ain't like her. Yeah. I don't think he liked me like that. I'm like, no. Yeah, I I'm think like, you like. I'm like, me you either. like the third person who at, think yeah, that. At first, I didn't think you liked me either. Then I was like, man, well, maybe that's just how he is. And then I started hearing other people felt the same. So yeah. I was like, okay, this is normal. <laughs> I love all the women of the Jim Juice podcast. Y'all. I don't, I'm not hating on any of y'all, but I did want to call that goofy shit out. But I'm like, eh, let me let me let her live. But yeah, no, that w- that was really weird. I didn't know how to feel for real because like that would have been cool. No, you don't oh, think that would have been? Yeah. I don't think so. No, and- Car- Cardi is the type of girl who only like hood niggas. Well, I mean, let Chris Brown tell it. He a triple OG. Nah, blood veteran. Nah, he and see he <laughs> they both bloods, ain't they? So it goes together. Yeah, but yeah. see, they ain't even hit. I feel I, I ain't even think she was his type because he he liked the. I feel like he liked the Kalani's the the um I don't know the uh I don't know the mixed type girls. Yeah. Not like Cardi. I feel like Cardi a little ratchet, but I ain't think he liked that that the type of chick. Mm. Yeah. I don't know, but I, I'm just that. You that, probably get the song out of it. Yeah, I just I have no take on it either. I didn't. You're right. I don't think that's Chris's type. 
Yeah. But I just thought it was funny how that just randomly upset you on a Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> and you had to let us know about it. She's like, I ain't saying shit in the group chat no more. All right. Uh, so, with that being said, let us get to the biggest news of the week. Wait, we, we, we jumping into it? We, we might as well. Uh, I mean, we could talk about some other shit, but we could say that for later. Yeah. Uh, I want to get into this right now. Um, Kanye West who famously did not release his album Yondi. Loki forgot about on it. On Black Friday. Like he said, I forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, I forgot yeah. too. Um, he did not release that album. I don't know if he's still in Africa. I don't know where he is. But <laughs> he's on Twitter. He is back on social media. <laughs> and this started yesterday. Uh, he screenshot his messages uh, from free and it says Drake sent in a clearance request for say what's real do you want to clear now for uh, background information say what's real was a uh, song off the so far gone mixtape released in 2009 uh, uh, used the beat on the Kanye song from 808s and heartbreaks was it the intro no or the sec- it was like the second second song what was it called uh, what was that Kanye what song called? Say what's real. No, hey, that was a Drake song. Hey, hey, oh, the um, Barry Bonds. It was say no. you will. Say you will. will. Yeah, oh. yeah, that was all the way. Yeah, that's your album before. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. comeback season. Yeah, never mind. But um, we have a Drake mega fan in here, by the way. Because <laughs> we're about to shit on him. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm gonna run down. He he went on a rant on Drake. <laughs> And this lasted throughout the whole day. Yeah, it was like yeah. He, he got off for a few hours. Yeah, then got back because on because I read some. I read the ones when you said he was, you know, he going in, and then I thought that was it. And then I end up going back. I'm like, damn, he said some more <laughs> because I guess he actually he ended up talking to him. So I'm like, oh shit. So. Yeah. Uh, Please tell me you're gonna read like most. Of them. I, I will. I will recap the funny ones. <laughs> so right after uh, he screenshot that uh, that uh, clearance request from Drake allegedly, he says uh, with the caption, "This proves shit faker than wrestling." <laughs> Still need that apology for mentioning the 350s and trying to take food out your idol's kids' mouths. <laughs> Been trying to meet with you for six months, bro. You sneak dissing on Trav Records and texting Chris talking about how's a family. <laughs> I that told you, like some shit Drake would do. I told you I ain't tell Pusha about your son. It's all love, bro, bro, but don't play with me. You stay too close to be playing these in- industry games. They both do. They both have said this publicly, how close they stay to one another, but they keep doing this. Sending purple emojis when I'm dealing with mental shit. I need my apologies now. Not through Scooter either, not through Travis. I would never intentionally try to hurt you, bro. I never even heard none of the disc records. That ain't my MO. Never did a disc record. No tough talk. Uh, this ain't about who could pay something to have something done to somebody. This man to man, bro. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> uh, buying first two rows at Push a Show got me hot, bro. <laughs> Stop already, bro. You're getting people hurt out here over what? He said, Drake finally called. Mission accomplished. And <laughs> <laughs> by the way, still not cleared. And these were all individual tweets. And then he laughed. Yeah. <laughs> 
somebody got to tell Kanye you can put 250 characters in a tweet. You don't have to tweet every single stray thought. I want to see him like Ashley on his phone tweeting. I wonder what was his mood. Like he was. Was he into it? <laughs> or did he have somebody tweeting for him? No, he didn't. There's too no. many typos in this bitch. <laughs> how? How? Like, what was the time span of those tweets? Can you that, tell? That happened in like the span those. of 15 to 20 minutes. <laughs> he just yeah. went on a rant, and then he chilled for like. A few hours, maybe three, four hours. Okay, Usually, people hot. calm down yeah. after going on a rant. Like you ever yell at somebody, yell at your girl, and then like hours later, you ain't that mad no more. Yeah, Yay was still mad about four hours later. <laughs> he said, "Got uh, hot, bro." He got back on Twitter, bro, Drake, bro. <laughs> Drake called trying to threaten me. The kid he had run on stage at Pusha's concert is in critical condition. Since the pool line, he's been trying to poke at me and fuck with me. I don't know what pool line means, but uh, some Hollywood shit. What is it? It's the, uh, yeah, go ahead. That's the um, and I got a bigger pool than Ye. And look, man, Ye's pool is big. Mine is just big, is what I'm saying. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I've got to yeah. thank you. That was thank a long you for that. time thank ago. He still. I know what the that. hell that was. Right. I didn't know what that meant either, but now it makes sense. Okay. Oh wow. So, Drake, if anything happens to me or anyone from my family, you are the first suspect. So, cut the tough talk. He then goes on to say, uh, So, cut the tough talk. I, I got a family and kids. 6 9 is locked up. Triple X is dead. That kid that ran on stage is in the hospital. Uh, he running around like he pock. <laughs> I, ain't, I, ain't hear the, I ain't see this one. Yeah, this, this, this is the second part of that. Right I didn't yet. see the the six nine and all that part. I yeah. didn't see that. Uh, he be texting people I know like it's cool, but won't sit and talk with me. When Cuddy was in the hospital, he sent shots. When I grow through shit, he fucks with me, and I'm his idol. And here's a good part: I'm the guy with the pink polo that made a way for him. <laughs> now he's so street. <laughs> don't ever don't ever speak on 350s on your oxygen you wouldn't send purple emojis to scooter but you want to need with your brother that's why black people i love when this comes up that's why black people never get ahead and we stay controlled because <laughs> we'd rather act cool than sit and have a convo stop the act uh there would never be a drake without a kanye west so never come out your mouth with a threat Snoop is my elder and an inspiration to me. We both too high profile for you to actually do something to me. You trying to be a bully. I've never been bullied in my life and I never will be. And this goes on and on and on and on and on. So let me, I'm not going to read through all of this. But um, Wait, what did he say about Snoop? Yeah, no, because I missed some of these. I didn't... Just go on Twitter and look up Kanye West. You'll see all these tweets. Wow. Now, was he talking about Snoop or he just mentioned Snoop? He just mentioned Snoop. Because I know Snoop was kind of bashing him he for the was. whole hat thing. Okay. He was. Snoop actually went real hard at him. He did, yeah. yeah. yeah I was kind of surprised. Um, he says we need to meet up and talk and show that black people can work out their differences. Uh, how are you going to text Chris but not speak to me? How you gonna be on Trav's song coming at me? Trav should never allow that. Drake, I'm not gonna wait, physically. Wait, wait. Okay, go ahead. How is Kanye going to get mad at Travis Scott for allowing Drake to come on his song and talk about him when he allowed Pusha T to come on his 
produce track and talk about Drake. That's the same exact thing. That's not an argument. I think that's a good point. Yeah. And it's possible that Travis Scott didn't even know what the fuck was going exactly. on. He I, might have I, not known I that was about. That. Yeah. Yeah. He might have not known that was about Kanye. I don't think he yeah. cared. It, yeah. It wasn't a point. He was in creative mode. And, but, and then, too, I feel like Pusha and Kanye, not that close of a yeah. relationship either. So he, I'm sure Kanye wasn't like in the studio, like, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. 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 He probably didn't even know about it till it came out, too. But let's let's go back for a second because people were saying that um Travis Scott was sending shots at Kanye West on Astro World, specifically on songs stop, like Stop, stop Trying to Be God. Yeah. So, yeah. You actually broke that. Yeah. Jazz, you mentioned that. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I can believe that. And like the part like the what else was there? Oh no, that was towards Nicki Minaj, because I was about to say Drake also co signed something else, but that was Number yeah. one thing. Yeah, you did mention but the yeah, uh, no. stop trying to be God. I do too. I think because of during his time he was wild, and I think Travis he's not vocal like publicly, but I think he was probably along the same lines of Pusha T as as far as they've had those conversations, and he just like he need to chill out. Like you can't do everything. Maybe not as far as disrespectful as like I don't know. I can't remember shit. Yeah, but, but um, you know, if, if that just was chill out. Energy. You can't do everything. Like yeah, yeah. But I mean, that had to be some kind of shot. Kind of a shot. Oh yeah. And with that in believe it. in context, it does make sense. Maybe he did know Drake was talking about Kanye. He's like, eh, yeah. yeah. Versus fire. Yeah. So, uh, I, but see, I didn't even know he was talking about got Kanye on that part. Like somebody had to point that out. I, yeah. I didn't listen to it the first time. Like, oh lyrics, shit! Yeah, yeah. Some after a while, when you keep listening, you think about it. You're like, oh, okay, three fifties. Yeah, three fifties. Uh, what did he say? I forgot. Whatever he, he, he said. Checks over stripes. I crept down the block, took a right. right. All this stuff. Cut yeah. out the lights. Um, all this stuff. It's stuff you yeah. have to go on Rap Genius and yeah. click on the annotation to know. Oh, yeah. Okay. It wasn't like a clear push a T shot. I Lost agree. my respect. You're not a threat. Yeah. yeah. Like, he could have been talking about anybody. Nah. <laughs> like, for real. Like, nah. it's no. not It's not like a direct, like, oh, shit, this is towards Kanye. Uh, now, I, I gotta I got to fight you a little bit on that one. Yeah. Man. Because Drake is exactly the type of person to be talking about somebody and not mention it specifically. But you know. But and see, he is actually talking about And see, about that's it. my point. Because it wasn't like it's clear as day. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, he didn't sit there and say, you used to wear the pink polos. Now, I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I'm <laughs> with the strap. But Drake to- never is that direct with people. He's taking shots at Pusha. He's taking shots at Common. He's taking shots at Jay-Z. And all of these people are not naive, and they all know. So yes. why would Kanye that's, not be? That's what, I'm saying. Wasn't, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't clear as day, like, oh, shit. Like, you kind of got to run it back a couple times and be like, oh, like, this makes, I understand this part yeah. now. Like, the last song on Pusha T album, you knew he was talking about Drake. He mentioned, what, Baby. Yeah. He mentioned, you know, little stuff like that where, you know, <laughs> you kind of got to be a dummy to not, no, he going that Drake. Do y'all believe that Kanye really didn't listen to either uh, diss song? Like he said. Dr- Drake song? Okay, he look. said he didn't listen to either diss song. Like he didn't listen to the diss songs. Okay. So I'm assuming uh, Pusha T's or Drake's. He didn't listen to either or. Let's get into this. I was going to read some more tweets. We'll say that till later. Mm-hmm. But um, 
to rewind everything back to what Drake said transpired on that LeBron interview. Now, say what you want about his response and how corny it might have been in terms of what Pusha was saying versus what he goes after Kanye for allegedly doing. Mm-hmm. Some of the things that he talked about did seem kind of funny style. Mm-hmm. The fact that he goes to Wyoming, does a bunch of songs with Kanye. He tells Kanye all his album plans and all his future plans. Then Kanye goes and announces all these albums coming out the same month that his album is dropping. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes and writes this song for Kanye, uh, the Lift Me Up song. And then he hears the finished song and it's just bullshit lyrics. Yeah. There was... I I can understand how someone who's already kind of naturally paranoid like Drake Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. would see this as, you know, he's trying to fuck with me. Yeah. So I don't know. Kanye, I I don't know what his true intentions are. I don't know. This could all just be, you know, hey, Pusha T just hurt, got the beat, did what he did. And Kanye wasn't concerned about it. I don't think he said, hey, Pusha, go disc uh, Drake. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm pretty sure he heard the song before it was released, yeah. considering he had so much control that he put an album cover out that Pusha T didn't even want. Yeah. yeah. He put that album cover on the album. Yeah. But we're supposed to believe that he had no idea that Pusha T was dissing Drake on this song. But he could under but he could make sense that Drake was dissing him on Travis Scott's. Yeah. So Exactly. I mean yeah. he probably got the word from his people's saying hey Drake dissing you on this so that's and that's what he like, said why what what is credible from Kanye West and what's not we've learned exactly. this for a while so what are we what are we what's going on what is he dropping what's coming out yeah i kind of believe him when he said he haven't heard any of the diss songs he i'm sure he heard the the Pusha T one on Daytona mm-hmm. i mean is i don't even do you count i wouldn't even count that as a diss song though infrared was a diss song was it i feel like it, it was, was a song you know, with him throwing shots. It was written like Nas, but it came from Quentin. But that wasn't he throughout was the whole shots. song, though. Well, it, it was only like two verses the, uh, in the song. <laughs> I wouldn't call it a direct Drake diss, but it was... The different. other two that came out after that was... I consider yeah. those diss songs. Yeah. But I feel like it was a song and he threw shots. Threw, gave him a verse. Yeah. So... I agree. I don't think it was a... Like, it was warning shots. Yeah. It was bait, honestly. Because he they've been doing that for a minute. Yeah. But this one <laughs> received more attention to it. It's kind of like when uh Drake put out that uh uh charged up. Yeah. yeah. That was like I was in a direct diss song, but it still had a lot of shots. Then yeah. he put out the real diss song and we know what that did. <laughs> but um so Kanye I think is being a little disingenuous. I doubt that he like I don't know if he actually wanted Pusha T to diss Drake. I doubt that. Yeah. But I can see how Drake can see all that happening and be like, Kanye's really fucking with me. Yeah. Because I came to help him out. And now his artist is dissing me on his beat, yeah. on his album that he put out on a schedule to fuck with my release. Yeah. yeah. So I get it. Yeah. That being said, the Drake going at Kanye only when Pusha T called you out has mm-hmm. still always been corny to me. Like, face your first enemy first. (laughs) Face the person that called you out and made you put that diss on together. 
Don't just keep sending these shots at Kanye. Don't be. I, I get he wants to be a mob boss. He wants to send niggas out to fuck with Pusha. <laughs> 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 he, he, he thinks he's Jay Prince Jr. I get that. But if you as nice lyrically as you say you are, you got to You got to address Pusha first. That's mm-hmm. what I always thought. Or even like, what's the purpose of sending shots to Kanye? Because Kanye ain't said shit exactly. about anybody. Just, I mean, if you feel this way about them, just leave them alone. Mm-hmm. Just don't, don't deal with them. And I still believe that uh, Drake's uh, alleged response record was going to mainly be shots at uh, Kanye. Kanye. Yeah, I think, I think that, that would have hurt Kanye and whoever else more than Pusha T. Yeah. So what do y'all think Drake actually said for Kim Kardashian to um, tweet about him threatening her family as well? What do you think Drake got on the, got on the phone and said to Kanye? When? Because uh, Kanye tweeted about it. He said he, did. he, Wait, said, he, said, said he called. Came? Yeah, came Kim Kim tweeted too. Kim eventually came out and tweeted, um, like she that Drake there would be no Drake without Kanye. That um, that he needs not to threaten their family. Like yeah, I think I posted a link. I doubt that Drake said, I'm going to fucking kill you all. <laughs> yeah, like. I'm looking at the tweet right now. And then why is it still going on? I thought it was all over. Because. I didn't know that I, Kanye said all that 6 9 stuff. Because that's been like, I didn't know that he said all that XXX stuff. Because that's been like a um, controversy. for yeah. Like a, a conspiracy for a while. And then I saw a lot of. Um, like the world, how X is before he passed, his mm-hmm. um, profile picture was the world, and that's what Kanye's is now. Like I, different conspiracies like that. I didn't, re- I didn't put that together. That's actually interesting. Yeah. Um, all I see from uh, Kim is saying, my husband is the most brilliant person, the most genius person that I know. He has broken so many boundaries, everything from music, stage design, fashion, and culture, and will continue to change the world. I didn't see her tweet anything about uh, Drake. Let me but see. She deleted it. She let probably me, did. She might have. Let me see because I definitely. Oh, wait. No, I see it, it because oh, she okay. at, she uh, put a mention on him. That's why oh, it okay. came up. Uh, she said, uh, Drake never threatened my husband or our family. He paved the way for there to be a Drake. <laughs> so, yeah. that being said, let's talk about that. Let me read a few more tweets from Kanye as well on this topic. Um, he goes on to say, I heard Drake had more bars dissing me that were removed. Uh, he talks about uh, Travis being his boy. Uh, he said, you threaten the safety of me and my family. And then he went to go and say, basically, for, oh, he said, fuck the sicko mode song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then he came back and was like actually I kind of like that yeah. song but <laughs> he just said I have a problem with sneak dissing I love everybody and then he went back and said I actually like sicko mode I don't like that it was sneak dissing yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> actually fuck that little sicko mode song yeah. uh, then he went on to say I need that love and respect that we didn't give Michael while I'm alive he said no artist should ever diss me for clout I broke down doors for sneakers, fashion, music, everything. He goes on to say, actually, I think that's about it. He basically said that uh, all you weirdos in rap owe me. Y'all wouldn't be here if it wasn't for me. I broke down doors wearing the pink polos. Uh, I gave y'all all all the style. That's true. 
Is it true? I think so because he was like the only um he was the only cat that came out be pretty much being a nerd because he was wearing the bat he was really wearing the backpack and the polo shirts. I do. And this was around when G Unit was out, when yeah. 50 Cent was out. So it was like a lot game. of yeah, mm-hmm. people were still into the uh you know, the baggy clothes, the street shit. And um people thought him, um Kanye wearing the pink polos was weird. And this was back in two thousands, yeah. like in the two thousands. So I think he, I think, I think he um, is the one that I guess deserves some credit. I can agree with that, as far as the him being the one to step out of the side of the box and people be looking at him like, "What are you wearing?" Besides, like Andre three thousand and like yeah. people like that. Yeah, and on top of um, the shit he was rapping about because he wasn't. Like I said, he wasn't in the category of a 50 Cent. Mm -hmm. But um, once we talked about this before, once he beat out 50 Cent and um, that changed everything. Yeah. 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 So that's I think that's when street rap kind (laughs) of disappeared a little bit. That New York grimy street rap. So, (laughs) I mean, you have to agree. Um, Say what you want about Kanye. He did change the game when he came out. Rap was different. Mm-hmm. It was a lot more grimy. Yeah. We didn't ain't nobody was wearing was tight gangsters. shirts. Yeah. It was all triple XL, white tees, <laughs> Air Force Ones, baggy ass jeans. Yeah. People called Kanye gay because mm-hmm. he was wearing pink polos and backpacks and dressing around like a furry and all this crazy <laughs> stuff. Yeah. So people people did like he did take some of the bullets from a lot of hip hop fans, a lot of critics and whatnot. But the music was always fire. Um, 808s and Heartbreaks, no matter what you feel about the album, it did seem to signify a change in music, if not change music altogether. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of albums started sounding like uh, 808s after that album came out. Yeah, uh, Kid Cudi, who also I think was an innovator, underrated innovator, because he changed that whole music scene as he well. He was part of, part of that 808s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I would have to agree, but do y'all really think there would be no Drake without a Kanye? I think mm. I think it will be a it would still would have been a Drake, but I don't know how long he would last. Okay, it, 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 he probably probably he would have stuck around a little bit, but he wouldn't be Drake today, in my opinion, because like Kanye said, he did change the whole thing with the sneakers because. Um, People they they wasn't doing sneakers like they are now with athletes. I mean, not athletes, but uh, rappers. Yeah, Pe- rappers was getting their own sneakers, but it wasn't to the point how Kanye is doing it. Kanye doing these expensive ass sneakers. Rappers, I mean, be- remember before you used to get the S. Dot Carters? Yeah, mm-hmm. they wasn't no five hundred dollars. No. I mean, they was <laughs> get them for like ninety bucks. Mm-hmm. I think he changed the game as far as the fashion shit too. Because shit, we all wearing holy <laughs> hoodies and shit like that. So, mm-hmm. I I mean, I think he do. I don't know. I think we do need to pay a little more respect to what he what he's doing because he's still doing shit, but he kind of getting clowned for it. But <laughs> a couple years later, we caught on to it. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Kev, come defend your boy, man. <laughs> Talk about your favorite MC. Uh, tell us why he's running around like he's Tupac. Uh, tell us why. <laughs> That's <laughs> a good one. He running around, he around like he's Tupac. Nah, man. 
you know, that's King Slime Drizzy Drake. You don't, you don't play with that, you know? Kanye can't be out here talking reckless and expect, you know, not Jay Prince not to get called up, you know? No, nah, but I think what Edward was saying was good. It was true, though. I don't know if it would be a Drake without Kanye, mm-hmm. even though Kanye been doing some goofy stuff. Like, uh, he's definitely impactful, like, in hip-hop history. Like, I was telling Jasmine the other day, I used to listen to Kanye, like, before Drake, like, a lot. But I don't know. I don't know. I feel like Drake just called him up and told him, like, bro, you got to chill out. Like, he Apparently, you, yeah. he threatened <laughs> yeah. him. Uh, so. We don't know, you know. I don't know if Kanye out here dry snitching or what, but. I don't think, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think, you know. Now, do y'all think the Drake, um, I guess the threaten came from him not clearing the record? Maybe, nah, maybe I think, he, no. I no. think it's from. No, I was I think thinking maybe, oh, I was thinking maybe he um, trying to bully him to clear this record. He, he know he kind of burnt bridges with it. Mm-hmm. So he can't just, hey, bro, what's up? Can you clear this record so I can, you know, make some money? I feel like he tried to step in and, and kind of strong arm him. I think it was the whole part. I, if y'all look at the tweets, he's talking, uh, what's the name? Kanye's talking about, like, uh, you got mobs out there. You got guys that push a T concert. And, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's, like, some legal stuff. You know what I'm saying? That that could get people in trouble talking about, you know, you sending people to go hit push a T concert up and stuff. So I feel like that was something like, okay, bro. We need to talk because you you out here acting reckless now, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, as far as the sample clearing thing, I don't know if that was a really a move. I, I think, number one, uh, Drake is probably trying to finally put that mixtape on streaming services, oh, yeah. which is about time because I think it needs to be. I'll be looking for it sometimes because I, I forget <laughs> that some songs are just not going to be on Spotify or whatever. I'm like, shit. Yeah, yeah. I got a lot of mixtapes. Yeah, <laughs> SoundCloud. Just, that uh, piff. Um, I got a charger from my high school iPod and all of old Drake is on there. Like different songs I forgot about, like features and different things. I yep. was so excited. So that's probably what he's doing for sure. Trying to put be. it on. But I don't think music. he has to know he can't strong arm Kanye to get, uh, clear a sample. He laughed. He said, so, sample not yeah, cleared. Come on now. <laughs> he, he had he, to know. He probably tried it though. <laughs> like, yeah. hey, he probably sent his goons like, hey, like, Let's try to make him. Let's threaten him to cl- clear this shit. I don't think um, the threats had to do with the. To, I think that's what you're getting at. I don't think the threats had to do with uh, him not clearing the sample. I think that was deeper to the stuff that he was upset about before. Mm. I think with the shots he's been sending, uh, maybe he saw him talking crazy to him on Twitter, and he was he, he called him up and said, "Hey." <laughs> I, I, I wonder what Drake sounds like when he's threatening somebody on the phone. How he sounded Honestly. on that. Yeah, um, like, hey, yeah. No, he no, he sounds just like he did on um, the interview with LeBron in the yes. shop. Because he sounded, he sounded a little mad, uh, but in a proper voice. Yeah. I just want to punch him in the face. <laughs> Drake is. A I funny don't play guy. about my family. <laughs> Drake is a funny guy, man. Like he really. Is. All right, I got a question. Do y'all think right. like whenever they had the conversation that they both recorded it? I doubt Kanye did. You don't think he did tweet no. crazy like that all night? I don't think Kanye recorded the conversation. I don't think he had that kind of foresight. Drake might have, but I don't think Kanye did. I think Kanye just answered the phone. Like, remember there, there was that video of uh, Kanye uh, unlocking his phone and his passcode was like one two three four. 
No, it was like zero 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 zero. Yeah. <laughs> so something tells me Kanye is not the type of nigga to be calculating to that extent to have some kind of voice recording app on his phone. Yeah. I, I doubt he's that. He not, yeah, yeah. He not really like a Drake where he's secretive. He's, yeah. You know, protective. Shit, he didn't lost his laptop a couple times. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I don't see him doing that. Yeah. So I don't think so, but it is interesting. I do want, I hope that audio somehow comes <laughs> out one day because I just want to hear. I do feel like there's two sides to Drake. There's a side we see and the side that people like Tyga talk about, people like Meek talk about, people like Kanye talk about, oh, yeah. where he, he he's on some other shit. Drake is an actor. So, Drake was an actor first. Yeah. I, I Aubrey think- is a. Aubrey is a character. Aubrey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like his personality, I feel like he a snake, kind of. Like, he wanted to, like, I don't, want, I don't want to say it in a bad way, but. You a snake in a good way. Like, <laughs> no, like, why is you texting Chris <laughs> good morning? Or, and how's, how's the, the family? family? Now, I mean, that's some snake shit. That's like. That's wild. That's like, you know, um, like, if, if you had an ex-girlfriend mm-hmm. and your homeboy is talking to her. Why would you text the mom like, "Hey, how's the family? How's how's your daughter?" And you know, little stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. kind of like on some sneak shit. I feel like he, he, I feel like he did that, you know, just to kind of be sneaky. He seemed like a sneaky type of guy that tried to talk to your girl. He might have, but here's the thing about the Kardashians: you have to remember, all of them are super famous. All of them have their own careers. Chris Jenner is probably friends with Drake. Outside of the Kanye shit, maybe. So it could be, yeah, it might have been inappropriate, but it could also be he wanted to know, and and by how's the family, he might have not meant Kanye specifically. He might have meant how is Courtney, how is uh 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 Kylie, how are all them? See, I f- I feel like they not. F- I don't I don't see them being friends though. Yeah. I don't know. I don't see it, man. For some reason, I see it. Yeah, no, I think they are. Yeah. Because, like, I mentioned before how Drake, there was a time in the past that Drake used to be at, like, they, like, family functions and their dinners. He was always around that family. Yeah, like, like, their intimate family, not just the sisters. Like, he used to be around, like, they, like, grandmother and stuff. But, see, I feel like if they was that close of friends, I feel like Drake wouldn't have went that far like that to, you know... I guess threatened. He's a sneaky nigga. Huh? Yeah. He's a sneaky, sneaky nigga. That's, that, and see, that's my point. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if they was really that close, he wouldn't be trying to threaten, I guess, Kanye and Kim, th- their family like that. It, it's in, Because I, it's a point in time. I mean, I understand, you know, you got your goons and stuff, but mm-hmm. if you're friends with this person, you probably, you might be like, you know what, I'm going to just leave that situation alone. I ain't even going to bother it. You know what I mean? But he seemed like he going hard, like going hard like Tupac, like he trying to. Pusha T also said that they had a weird. I mean, y'all watched the Joe Budden interview. Pusha mm-hmm. T said they had a weird dynamic, like he don't know what that what they got going on. Yeah. So that could be a part of it too. Like I said, Drake seemed like a he seemed like a fake person. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to say I, it like that, but he seemed like a fake person. That's like, hey, this my friend. This you I, know, we cool just to try to. Get over a little bit, you know what I mean? I love. You see what he did. You see what he did with J Lo. I love. I love Drake, but I could believe it. Just by just by the way he moving, just by the way he like moves and the, the different stuff that people say. Like Nikki, how you still cool with Nikki too? 
Is he still cool with Nikki? I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know about that. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm I don't think talking. so. Um, she, yeah. I think Drake, I don't want to say he's confused, but he's just kind of like Tupac, honestly. I, I, you know, Kanye <laughs> made this comment in yeah. passing, but I do think him and Tupac do yeah, have some similarities. Like <laughs> I think they do have some similarities. Look at two people forget who Tupac was before, before Death Row. Yeah, he was different. He was more conscious. He wasn't thug life. Tupac. Yeah, that interview that came out from when he was seventeen years old, talking about how it's rude to call women bitches and how all these women just want a tough guy, a, a street guy, and not a nice guy. Very, <laughs> very strange comments. Seeing as how who he would grow into. Um, he went to a performance school. He was not a gang member. I'm not gonna say he didn't grow up poor. But he was not a street dude. His yeah. closest friends said he was not a street dude. Mm-hmm. But he started hanging around street dudes. And by proxy, he became a street dude in a way. Yeah. I think the same thing happened to Drake. We all saw Drake on Degrassi. We yeah. all saw him on that behind the scenes talking about his mom not fixing him a tuna sandwich. <laughs> laughing at it. But Lil Wayne comes around. Jay Prince comes around, Jazz Prince come around, and they're different. Mm-hmm. They come from a different era, a different cloth. And Drake, by being around them, by proximity, starts to act like them, starts to make moves like them, starts to pick up the game like them. Now he's moving around like Tupac. <laughs> Same thing when uh, uh, Tupac went to jail and then Suge Knight came and freed him and surrounded mm-hmm. him with gang members. Mm-hmm. Drake is surrounded by those types now. Yeah. So innately, he might be one guy, but he's also pulled toward that other lifestyle by the people around him. Yeah. So I'm not going to say, like, yeah, he, he is kind of acting out of character at times because he does act one way on TV and then does other things, apparently, according to other people. He is a character. He is. <laughs> but I just think that's from who, who he's been are. around, who he's gotten big with. And just the environment he surrounded himself in. So, yeah. yeah, he just do some sneaky shit, snake shit. Yeah, even with the whole um, Meek Mill beef thing, <laughs> it's funny because once him and uh, once Meek and Nikki broke up, he was like taking pictures. Uh, it was her. It was part of her too. But they was like taking pictures together, like they, they was kind of trolling. Like yeah. he do that type of shit. So if he got a problem with somebody. He gonna go to that person enemy and be like, "Hey, this is my bro or this is my homegirl or whatever." He just seemed like that type of person that do that type of shit. Yeah, he is. He does. <laughs> yeah, I see it. I see it. I think part of that is also he wants to be mainstream, so he won't act like Pac in public. Yeah, you know, because he wants to host the ESPYS. He wants to be on TV. He wants to be in movies. So he won't full on be like that in public, but I, in private. I think it's more of the rap shit. Yeah. Because he want to be the best rapper. You know yeah. what I mean? Outside of the whole ghost writing shit, he want to be the best rapper. He want to, you know, he want to be versatile, which he is versatile. But um, I feel like a lot of people try to call him out or did call him out on, you know, you're not no tough guy. Yeah. So he's getting that image. He's trying to, I guess, play that role, but at the same time, trying to be the nice guy, trying to be the good guy. It's kind of like LeBron James when he went to Miami. 
he tried to play the role of mm-hmm. a villain at first, remember? Yeah. But, you know, you can't play the role of the villain and be the nice guy that's on the covers. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you got to pick one side yeah. of the, or the other. You know what I mean? So, uh, I think right now he's trying to be all of it. Yeah. Instead of, you know, just stick to your lane. A lot of people, I think Styles P said it. Just, you know, just make your music. Don't mm-hmm. try to be this tough guy, too, and then try to make, you know, God's plan. So yeah, I um, mean he he's he's light skinned but he's still a dark nigga. So maybe he's just part of his personality. <laughs> I don't know. That's a at Kanye too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that about covers it for the Drake and Kanye uh conversation. Unless y'all have anything else to add with that, um, I think that's about it. We 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 will see where this goes. Yeah. Um, if anything, so transpires. he really bought out um the first two rows of Push the T. I heard about that. Like, was this the show in Toronto, or is it an upcoming show? I want to say he bought out a... I want, wait, that was 50 Cent who bought out the Ja Rule show. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> was that That's true? Wild. I think so. <laughs> I think so. I didn't know if that was a rumor or not, but... Um, oh, one other thing I wanted to point out from this Kanye Drake situation. Um, he definitely revealed that Travis Scott and Kylie are indeed married, like we have been questioning, or they've been throwing around the terms husband and wife. Yeah, Kanye, I think in the tweet yeah, mentioned brother-in-law. brother-in-law or something like that. So I guess I would like to think that that confirms it. Okay. And I think that just goes back to if the whole two front rows was brought out, why did only one guy run up on Pusha T? Yeah, now, if that's what it was. Was he, yeah. he bought the first two rows out and That's what and Kanye Toronto? is alleging. Okay. Yeah. Did but y'all only, see that video? Of the guy who ran up on him? Yeah, they like threw water on Pusha T and Oh really? Yeah, like so the whole, the whole everybody was harassed. Threw water on Pusha okay. T and then they like ran up on the stage, but security like started beating him out. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's what he's saying. The guy's in the hospital now. Oh okay, yeah. damn. Why would you? Uh, I don't know. He must have got paid good by Drake <laughs> to do that shit. I mean, when I'm not running up <laughs> on stage <laughs> there, by myself. Figgy, there there are some people who would do that for free. That's what I'm honestly. There <laughs> are some super stands out there. No, if we'll Con- fight a nigga. If Kanye saying, you know, Drake pretty much set that up, mm-hmm. he must have got paid good, man. <laughs> or the guy who went up there? Yeah. Or I you think he got, you don't think he got paid? He got he probably got paid, got but something? like I said, man, there's people that would do that shit for free. When you're a star like Drake, Drake could just have somebody in his crew tell him, Hey, go fuck that guy up. <laughs> and it's not like you gotta pay him a million dollars to do it. Yeah. Like he'll just do it. People are super people defend these niggas on the internet like they're their family. <laughs> Have you seen some of the yeah. Drake defenders, some of the Kanye defenders? These people are crazy. <laughs> so uh, one guy going back to sports, remember about that uh the Kobe fan who was trying to drive to Temecula to fight the guy who was hating on Kobe? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People are goofy like that, man. People will fight over stupid shit. So yeah, if if Drake Drake has the pool where I don't think he had to pay the dude a lot mm-hmm. to jump on uh, Pusha T. He probably would have did it for free. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up because he got his <laughs> got his ass whooped. Yeah. No. yeah, damn. I hope he paid for his medical bills at least. Yeah, that's what I said. Something. <laughs> yeah, I saw he no, paid. He for... can't be a part of that. That's true. That's true. Good. <laughs> that's point. why. That's what I'm saying. Kanye kept being like, "You got this guy in the hospital, and then." If anything happens to me, Drake did it. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, come on, bro. Like, what are you doing? You yeah. Know? That's why I feel like Drake called him because it's like, you're doing a lot right now. Like, wow, man. And so, if anything, like, Drake can't do nothing to Kanye now. 
Like it's out there. Like the X thing when if he was like if I could kill Drake. I mean, I was gonna say that yeah. too. That was interesting. That's crazy. So <laughs> I, I do wonder what it's like when when Drake is is calling the goons because everybody gets super paranoid. We heard Triple X say it. Now we hear Kanye say, "If anything happened to me, Drake did it." Yeah. So and I it's wonder. So, it's so many like X conspiracy theories. Yes. Like that <laughs> uh, sicko mode video where like the guy's getting hit by the meteor or something like that. Mm-hmm. He looks like X. Really. That going bad song. He said, "I I saw you last night, but did it broad day." Yeah. It's like, yeah, if y'all look up these conspiracy theories, like all these Drake songs talking about like, oh, it's Louis Bag over duffel bags. Like, Louis Bags <laughs> over body bags. Over body yeah, bags. I was surprised that line just came and went unnoticed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Nobody caught that? Yeah. That seemed like a triple X diss. It did. Yeah. So, yeah, that was kind of crazy. But. <laughs> Shit, now we're talking about this. I, I can see him being Tupac. I'll, yeah, I need to take back all my Drake shit. <laughs> if something happened to me, Drake did it. <laughs> oh man, uh, King Slime Drizzy. Um, it's a trip. That's all I got to say about Drake and Kanye. Honestly, I'm looking for other angles, but I think that about covers everything. Um, so. Let's talk about some other news. Uh, another debate, probably the biggest debate, the biggest story on Twitter, social media, whatnot. Like I said, it's been a slow couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. So gosh. believe it or not, this became a thing. So Jaquise got on social media. Uh, he casually called himself, and the video's been removed, so I can't even bring it up. But uh, he called himself the, well, actually, let me play the video now. What's good, y'all? What's good? I know I got a pimple on my, my chin. I'm going to bust that bitch later. But I just want to let everybody know that I'm the king of R&B right now for this generation. I understand who done came and who done did that and that and that. But now it's my turn. Jacquees, the king of R&B. I just heard him say it, and I've, I've been feeling like that. ATL, let's get it. I'm the new king of R&B. Okay. Jaquise claims that he is the king of R&B. He said this at what looks like a Wendy's. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where he was, but it looked like some type of fast food restaurant. And uh, he said he is the king of R&B now. This got a... Now, I understand it's a slow day on black Twitter. Niggas get in their feelings. Yeah. But I was surprised at the amount of actual singers who came out and got upset about this me too that's the part i understand because um i never watched the video up until you know you just playing it but the way people were saying it was like he was saying oh i'm the best all time so i'm thinking like damn you got all these tyrese and all these other people coming out of nowhere so i thought he was pretty much saying he was the best r&b person all time and the king got you know all generations. And that's how you know it was a slow day on Twitter because I, like, he really definitely said of this generation and all these old heads yes. coming out, like, yeah. talking. That's how you know it was It, it was just annoying <laughs> that we even gave it that much attention. Uh, Well, Tyrese and Tank were the most vocal ones in objection to this claim. Uh, Who else spoke on it? Jay Holiday talked about Michael Jackson, whatever. 
But uh, Tyrese did say something which I think is also controversial. I'm going to keep it a stack with you. The young kings of this generation that's been running, running shit since day one are Chris Brown and Trey Songs. Yeah. Now, have they really been running shit? Uh, who, who, who? Okay, let's let's bring it to a broader conversation. Let's assume that Jacquees is not the king, king of R and B right now. Who do y'all think is <laughs> the king of R and B of this generation, and why? I definitely do think Chris, Chris. Brown, <laughs> because um, Chris Brown definitely has been the most consistent as far as if he hasn't he didn't reach the potential he was expected to reach. No, of course, but as far as consistency, as as far as people that haven't really let us down, as far as whole projects, I would say Chris Brown is definitely one, and Miguel. I feel like Miguel was left out of the conversation he was. from a lot of people. And I don't know if it was because of his race <laughs> or what, but Miguel and Chris Brown are the most consistent features. They're the most consistent R&B artists. If you're talking about like real R&B, not this like trap soul or like P&D or whatever you want to call like her and these type of singers. Why would you put Chris Brown as the king over Miguel? I didn't say over Miguel. Would you? Um, I don't, I, well, yeah, I don't know. I think it would depend on your, your type of, yeah, I don't, I would say yes, because Chris Brown would then be more so of like a pop artist or more of like a hip hop artist. He can Mm -hmm. range into more of that more so than Miguel would stay in R&B and he's a good performer as well. So I would say, yeah, Miguel, it would be the top. R&B okay. of this yeah, I, I, I was getting ready to be in attack mode. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm no, like, I saw you. I saw, look no. at your fist. He's got the Arthur fist. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, no, I would say Miguel because Chris Brown, would he reaches a different, he becomes into a like larger conversation as yeah. far as music goes. And both are very, are incredible performers. So, yeah. Figgy, I know you're not a big R&B guy, but how do you feel about this? Were you as offended as every other old head was when they heard um, <laughs> these comments? I was at first because I thought he was talking about the whole R&B. Because um, when I listen to R&B, I like old R&B, like Marvin Gaye, yeah. <laughs> Al Green, that type of R&B. Okay. But um, I don't know. I f- this generation, I feel like he ain't do shit. Like, what do we have? To Who? say he's the Jack king, Weiss? yeah. What do we have to say he's the king right now? Uh, t- remixing, uh, taking everybody's shit. <laughs> I yeah. feel like he take a lot of shit. But, but at the same time, like I will give it to him that that is what like Trey Songs and Chris Brown used to do when listening to this old iPod of mine. <laughs> all these mixtapes and everything—they were the same thing, but it's a different era now. So, but we, we wasn't calling them the king when they was doing that. But at the same time, like he's doing the same things that these people that are in the conversation did to re- to be in the conversation. So it's like he. He's doing the same things, but it's not the same era anymore. So those were more credible because they were considered mixtapes. Now it's just like, oh, he's just singing somebody else's song. It's not giving the same attention anymore. But he's he following the same steps. He just yeah. not. He just too early. He needs to. He too soon. And see, yeah. He, and see, you just say it's a, a little too early. I feel yeah. like he's still up and coming because I I just got hip to him not yeah. that long ago. I remember my niece played him a long. It was like maybe a year or two ago. 
and I didn't know who it was. I'm thinking like, who the? F-? But now his shit is <laughs> in rotation. The song he stole from Avant, pretty much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> he did. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. But anyway, um, far as Chris Brown, you mentioned uh, Chris Brown is probably the king of R&B. I feel like I don't. I feel like after the whole Rihanna thing, I felt like Chris Brown's stance was keeping them pretty much alive. Yes. Because he was on fire <laughs> before then. Mm-hmm. After that, that's when he took a a, a deep dive. Mm-hmm. And he he did get back up. He did um because a lot of people thought he was done done. Yeah. And um you know, he How still you know he the king. Yeah, he still <laughs> I I think he I think he should have been way bigger than what he is now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Rihanna thing hurt a lot. But um he was supposed people was comparing him to Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. And he obviously not no Michael Jackson, but um, I don't know to say you know he the king of this generation is kind of like mm, like he's still going, but um, I think partially what you said is why he is the king because he, all that did happen and he's still relevant and he's still in the conversation. I, see, just, I think, we know he didn't reach the max potential, but he may he's still at the he's still at the level that we still talking about him so it means that he did he is great at something i think the chris brown stands are keeping them yes. alive though yes because a lot of <laughs> a lot of people that really fuck with chris brown is the ones that's you know been defending them yes. pretty much so uh, i'm trying to think of somebody else who got like crazy stands who <laughs> stick by that person no matter what but Future is one. Um, somebody like a, I know we don't listen to her, but somebody like a Taylor Swift. Yeah, like she was I big. She was off, big though. early on for country music. They died. She switched now. over to pop, and people still crazy about her. But you know, she's not really doing how she was before, in my opinion. I mean, I'll keep it real. Beyonce has that kind of crazy yeah. stand. Like I'm not. Well, because, actually, no, because she still makes hits. But is her music the same from? early earlier not destiny child early but early on like is her music better now than before i would say so honestly actually no because she she she, i mean she was more of an r&b yeah (laughs) i mean she was in that r&b flow back then but right now it's kind of more i feel like it's not going to travel well with time i agree in like 10 years but like I said, she you know she got the B five who's keeping her up where she she won't never make anything whack <laughs> as long true. as they're around. And um, like I said, Chris Brown got the same thing, and he had all the fire in the world mm-hmm. up until the Rihanna thing, and um, that's when a lot of people turned their back on him. And when Chris Brown fans, you know, he need to <laughs> he need to buy he need to buy y'all some gifts <laughs> because like he was supposed to be done done. Yep, and you know he's. He's still relevant. I mean, he keeps his fans fed. He drops a hundred song mixtapes and shit. The shade. Triple disc albums. So yeah. he keeps them. He keeps and, everybody fed. And like but. I said, he still do numbers. But um, from where when he first came out, people like I said, people was comparing him to Michael Jackson. Yeah. Like just imagine if the Rihanna thing never happened, he will probably be the the biggest uh, pop star. He probably he probably switch over a little to the pop. Mm-hmm. Pop music. I you think, think he, he would be bigger than Drake. I think it would be as a stand. I think it would be more. He was switching to rapping. 
Because he's the pop, the pop stuff. He's already covered that. Like I think he would get into the rapping because he. Used I think to he would mixtape days. Yeah, I think he will rap. But think? I don't think it will be like a how Drake do. No, I, oh yeah, obviously I, not that. But do you think uh, star level? Do you think he would be as big as Drake if that hadn't happened? Do you think that him and Drake would be neck I, and neck as I, far as um, I think popularity? he will. I think he would be bigger than like a Bruno Mars. I think he'll be yeah. on the Bruno oh, Mars oh, level. Oh hell yeah. To the point, because he was like a good kid <laughs> um, when he was like 17, 18. I think he, he would be the guy that would be on different movies, TV, probably make appearance on SNL all the time, and just be the good guy for R&B, the, the perfect kid. But when that Rihanna shit happened, it, it just went all out the window. He became the bad, the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Now that you bring up Bruno Mars, it's actually pretty interesting. How is Bruno Mars not the king of R&B? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, a, how is he not? I tried to compare him to like this generation of Michael he, Jackson. He Y'all laughed me out there. Who, Bruno Mars? <laughs> yeah, because I, I said he was like this generation's of, uh, you know, he is the closest thing. That's to what I'm Michael saying. Jackson. Yeah, that's why I, I think that's that. why I was saying. Yeah, but he is not Michael Jackson. Of okay. course, we there, all know no, that. I ain't no Michael Jackson. But, but I mean, if we're gonna put Michael Jackson in that conversation. How is Bruno Mars not the king of R&B right now? In Are terms they putting of, Michael Jackson in the R&B conversation? Is he not? Well, here's the thing. R&B I think he kind of, I think, I think he, um, at first, you know, of course he started yeah. off doing R&B. I feel like he graduated from R&B to like, <laughs> you know, he Pop on a whole star. different. Yeah, I get you. I think he, yeah, that's, that's like a whole different level. Conversation. That's Kev, why I don't. You've been itching <laughs> to <Yeah>. say something. <laughs> yeah, y'all know, I'm a. I don't know jazz knows, but I'm like an R&B connoisseur, you know? Okay. So, uh, Bruno Mars, I think Bruno Mars is more pop. I think that's why people don't consider him. But I think definitely the kings of R&B of this generation, that's kind of hard because I feel like it's, I think it's Chris Brown and Trey Songz for sure. Like, um, I'm a big Trey Songz fan too, though. But I feel like they're the only two people who are doing R&B for the past, what, since, what, 2010, like, Trey Song's been popping. Chris Brown's been popping forever. Yeah. But other than that, like, you can't really name no other guys who've just been, like, making big songs, like, big hooks. Like, other than that, like, like Jazz said, Miguel, um, Frank Ocean. I don't even know if y'all consider them R&B. Like, yeah. he's, like, alternative R&B. But I feel like Trey Song's, I feel like Trey Song's was really big, like, a couple years ago. Um, but, Yeah. I feel like Chris Brown and Trey Song definitely are the king. Like, who else would it be? That's the thing. Th- that was like, my next question, too. That, who was all out? Who before all that, out? it would be like, I I feel like Usher before that, before yeah. Chris Brown. That, you know I was I, I was just about to say that. Yeah. Where I mean, is Usher considered this generation? No. Usher Because is he not. did came out in the 90s. Yeah. During Genuine and, you know, whoever is yeah. around that time. So is he, cause, because he, to me, if I had to name somebody the king of R&B, I would probably I would probably say Usher because he had a long he, he had a long run up until probably a few years ago where we start scratching our heads a little bit. Okay, yeah. let, let's get one thing clear right quick. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I forgot about your man or Robert R. Kelly. Robert Kelly. R. Kelly. I forgot about him. R. Kelly. I gotta give it to him. But no, man. R. Kelly is He's not in the conversation. He he's like, generation. yeah, he said this yeah. generation. But he yeah. was talking about uh, Usher would be the king of that generation. I'm like, no, he wasn't. <laughs> Usher was <laughs> R- after R. Kelly. He, they were around the same time. Usher and R. Kelly were popping at the same time, but R. Kelly was bigger. 
R. Kelly, yeah, yeah. R. R. Kelly started before Usher. Yeah. Yes. R. Kelly's before Usher. Yeah, he was hot uh, way before Usher. And Usher, then, like, yeah. early 2000s, Usher was going off with confessions and he then, was. like, that. And R. And R. Kelly was still going too. They they had the song together, yeah. oh, <laughs> so yeah. they was R. Kelly was still going. He, you know, I would probably say R. To Kelly. To me, to me, like, is this a hot take? I feel like uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Confessions is the greatest R and B al- album ever. I wouldn't fight you on that. I mean, yeah, yeah it, it it was a game changer in terms of one of the biggest albums yeah, really sure. we had ever seen. Uh, it was huge. They were playing those songs everywhere, man. Never, probably not since Thriller had I seen so many cuts off one album, go get number gold one. number one, yeah. get so big on the Billboard. So I agree with that. But in terms of his whole career, Confessions was like the beginning of the end for Usher, <laughs> honestly, because after that he never reached that height again. Yeah. Whereas R. Kelly. He might have had not like after Fiesta, he put out the Ignition remix. Yeah. He put out every album. He kept his consistency was unheard of. Yeah. Like every album, R. Kelly album back in the day was a event. When R. Kelly dropped that TP2.com, that era, it was crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. And Usher came, you know, Confessions was hard. Yeah. But after that, he was never the same. So, yeah, uh, but see, that's the um, like what you saying that wasn't the same as Confess- Confessions was a big time album. Yeah, I remember. Going I don't to think it. anybody would get that bigger of an album if you know. I think if R. Kelly had a Confessions, I don't think he would get bigger than that. Because what's R. Ke- R. Kelly's biggest album was what? Chocolate Factory, maybe. Chocolate. Fa- like, did you expect him to make a bigger album than Chocolate Factory? That's like me saying, Amen. okay, R. Kelly fell off at the Chocolate Factory. I used to jam that <laughs> album hard. <laughs> Let me, like, like, like Usher, pull out the receipts. But see, okay. Usher, like, I'm not trying to, um, you know, I'm not disagreeing with you or anything, but I feel like people kind of disregard Usher after Confessions. Of yeah. course, he didn't make another Confessions, but he was still hot <laughs> around yeah. that time. He did still make, like, he was still hot because he still made, like, Love in This Club, like, Moving yeah. Mountains, stuff he, like that. He, was he had some back. shit. He, he still d- had some songs. Yeah. I it wasn't until people. recently where people was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, that trap and I usher. Think, yeah, that, that last album really confirmed it, but I would probably say, that, um, not the trap album, but the album, bef- that his latest album is where it was like, what the fuck is this? But um, he like like I said, he ain't make another confessions. But the album after that wasn't terrible. Now, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, he was still pop. He still had singles. He had the pop singles. He had the R and B singles. Yeah, he had that going a couple years after that. I remember. Going I, I see it. your point. I see your point. I agree with this to an extent, but I have to stand. I have to stand R Kelly. I can Yeah, I can't. I can Yeah, I can't. I honestly forgot about him, but um. Yeah, I, yeah, R. Kelly. <laughs> uh, and even Tank agrees because he chimed in on this whole thing. He said, first, R. Kelly is the king of R&B. The accusations don't disqualify what he's accomplished. Second, if you can't go in the studio by yourself, in all caps, and make a hit record, you're not my king. If you can't sing it better live, you're not my king. I appreciate all the talent out there, but we are using the word, quote, king, way too loosely 
Hashtag the general, which I guess he calls himself now. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, Tank's a legend in the game. I, we got to give credit to what he says. Discredit anything he said. I, I can agree with everything he said. Okay. Yeah. I just feel like who is popping right now. Like, like not, not popping, but like to be the king, you got to be like on all the hooks, have like a top five build. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be everywhere. And like R and B is kind of like Jasmine was saying, like her and Bryson, yeah. and it's in like a different black. Like I don't listen to black a lot. He's R and B singer, but I feel like he's more he raps more than he's singing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like it's in a different state to call, and that's probably why Jacquees felt the way he felt. I think he's thinking more of those people, but even still, Bryson Tiller had way bigger songs than him, and yeah, way well, bigger I'm- album. Uh, then uh, Jacquees. Oh yeah. Sure. What Jacquees? Like, what did he drop Black though? Way bigger than Jacquees. Like, yeah. did he drop an album? Who Jacquees? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. Because he did. like that, he did. It was actually really. It was well, not really good. It was good. It was see, cool. that was that's my only problem. Like, I understand you got to be cocky, but how long have you been around to make that? Hey, statement. shameless plug. I actually um, interviewed Jacquees like a long ass time ago, so he has kind of been around for a while, and he like he. I want to say he sold out Warehouse Live when we did it, and I think it was either 2015 or 2016. So he has fans, and he's been had fans. I used to have um, this one girl hit me up all the time because she just, like, after seeing it, she thought I just knew this nigga, and we were just, like, buddy-buddy. But, like, he's had fans and, like, fans for a long time. I know people that actually, like, really like him. So mm-hmm. it's just a matter of your taste. I think I didn't really care for him, and like people I know, is because he's young. Like I think he was more so like he reached more like a newer generation than like people my age and up. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I still think it's a little too early to you know say I'm the king of this generation. I'll uh, be real. Uh, I think R and B is just in kind of a shitty place right now. Yeah, that was my next thing. I, I feel like it kind of died a little bit. Yeah, because we couldn't even name like five R and B artists of this generation. Exactly. That that Y'all could can't be name the king. Five. That could be king. I feel like it's in a great place right now. I think it's coming back. You like, her? but around yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You like I, LMA. Yeah, I think That's it's two. You like SZA. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> We about to go in a whole different discussion. Y'all don't like Bryson. Y'all don't like Party. Y'all don't like Black. I I think it, but see, you naming people from a couple years ago. What about like 2010? Like we we named Chris Brown, Trey Songs. Trey Songs was big. That was like his era. Like around 2010. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Who, like, so what's what's considered this era and that era? That's like the thing. Like, what's right now? But I would consider a ten year span. R and B's in a trashy spot right now, so we gotta talk about. I that. do think it's in a shitty place. You named artists that are they they put out decent records, but when you say LMA, SZA, uh, her, talented enough, but we grew up in the era where it was Brandy, Monica, Mariah Carey. Beyonce, Beyonce's still around, I know, but she was more R&B oriented in the early days. Uh, uh, Whitney Houston, even. All these great all-time singers. Now, you have the, this mixture of rap and r The male R&B, I think, is worse than the female side. The females are holding it down to an extent. Mm-hmm. I like her. I like LMA enough. 
But uh, the the males like the the rap singing is is it's throwing is everything too much. off a little bit. Everybody, to me. It, there's the hybrid Bryson Tiller artists. I think that's putting it in a bad what space. What about the rappers that are singing now? No, it's both both ways. Okay, both ways. That's it's, that's the problem with rap. Like some people didn't want to consider Drake as a rapper. Some yeah. people were saying he was a singer. So yeah, it's it's a problem with hip hop too. It is. It's too much. The rappers want to sing and the singers want to rap. Where I understand, like, you got a mixed. Like, you know, what is A Boogie? A Boogie with the hoodie. <laughs> Trippy Red. Is he, is he a rapper? That's or a is he point. a singer? He's considered a rapper. Is Future a rapper or a singer? I, I know we're yeah. going to consider him a rapper. Yeah. But, you know, you got these type of artists that's, you know, auto tuned up. That's a really yes. good point, though. Is Dej Loaf, is she considered a singer? Yes. <laughs> It's like people want to hear. Uh, Tory, I was listening to Tory Lane's interview. He was like, "Yeah, people don't really care about words; they kind of just want to hear the melodies, and the like flow, that Kanye and Lil Pump song." Yeah, I'm such a, you're, you know, what I'm saying you're mm-hmm. such a fucking hoe. Like that's a dumb song. No, you know, it's a good song, but it's so dumb. Like the yep. stuff they're saying, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's funny because I didn't think how R and B was until the whole Who Is the King came up, and I really couldn't. Name a lot of people who, like, when you think about, you know, Chris Brown, the only person you can think of is, like, a Chris Brown or a Trey Songs who could possibly be king. I don't know. It's That's just, why I thought the conversation was so annoying, because we clearly know who the kings of R&B is right now. It's not that many, right? Like, and it ain't you. It's not you. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're not it yet. You haven't been out that long. Yeah. Been out long enough for to gain fans, but you haven't reached that level yet. So that's why yeah. I was like, clearly, it was a slow news week. Now, who was who was the queen of R and B in this uh, generation? That that's was a little struggle question. too. That's yeah. a more interesting question, honestly. Yeah, because a lot. Of, it's funny because somebody made this post on Facebook, and um, you had a lot of people saying Beyonce, but then you had the other people that were saying, Nah, there ain't no real R and B, and blah blah blah. I'm like, man, she she was like the only one that been really consistent at this level. But here's the thing. Uh, to Leroy's point, who we all know, who calls Beyonce the Michael Jackson of this era. Yeah. If she's the Michael Jackson and we don't consider Michael Jackson R&B, yeah. then Beyonce yeah. can't be R&B. That's what I'm saying, yeah. I couldn't female Michael Jackson. I was in the same position as oh, the yeah. king of R&B because I'm like, who, you know, who, what female been consistent in R&B? I feel like... She she got a little poppy a little bit. Mariah Carey I fell care. off. Mariah Carey fell off, and I'm a huge Mariah Carey stan. I think like. I think Mariah Carey's the goat, honestly. But she did. <laughs> and this generation, Mariah, to say that Mariah Carey is still making music, I would say maybe maybe not necessarily real. Nah. Y'all right. Maybe not yeah. necessarily but, relevant in music, but just in pop culture in general right now. She's still relevant. This she is still my finds ways to be relevant. She's relevant because it's Christmas time right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about before. She's relevant because of like her shows she was doing. She was still doing shows and she wasn't. She's singing. doing reality shows. She's doing reality. Yeah, she she's... was like making comments about J Lo and different people. Yeah. Like she's still been relevant. See, relevant in a bad way, but still kind of relevant. Relevant in a diva. Relevant because she fucked up the new year's eve song and <laughs> shit because her shit wasn't working but i kind of got a theory on this and you know just from sitting here thinking about it r&b a lot of r&b uh, especially the big r&b acts 
I feel like they graduate from R and B at you know at one, you know, I guess the longer they keep going into this pop world where they not even on the R and B level at yeah. that point. So I think that's one of the problems why we can't think of a king of R and B because a lot of people that stay consistent on R and B is not really popping right now. Yeah. Like somebody like a genuine, I'm sure he probably still making records, but he yeah. not. He never went the pop route. Yeah, I think that was the big thing about LMA going number one, because R&B is not like it's not popular like it used to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it's rap. You know, and that's what they're saying. Like it was a big deal for LMA to like have an R&B song that was number one. You know, because like you said, genuine all that all those people were popping back in the days. Now only thing gonna get you popping is you and, make a, a rap song, you get a hook on somebody rap song. Yeah, and just imagine if somebody like us should stay in the um, nice and slow um, mm -hmm. vibe all his career. Will he be where he at now? That's a good point. No, he'll he be he'll be another genuine. Yeah, every they we demand the edge in our R and B artists for some reason. Mm -hmm. I did like the LMA song. I thought it was a throwback good cheesy like i was listening to some songs from back in the early 2000s great r&b classics like craig david uh can you fill me in mm -hmm. i was listening to that song and i'm like this is a great song but there's no way this will be a hit in 2018 yeah it's not it's too goody two shoes ish it's too yeah. kind of childlike innocent yeah it, 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 it's not grimy enough it's not vulgar enough Mm -hmm. Sad to say, you like need it some would not, in it. Yeah, yeah. It, it would not be a hit today. <laughs> mm -hmm. But that's still a great song to me. I like that kind of like I like my rap grimy, but I like my R and B cheesy ass love songs. I'm the same way because, like I said, I wasn't the biggest R and B fan, but when I do listen to it, I gotta listen to like '80s R and B. Yeah, uh, even '70. I go back to the <laughs> '70s R and B, but. Um, I like that type of stuff. I don't want to hear, you know, this all this cussing. Jack yeah. Jacquees cuss a lot. Yes. And um, what was the other? Black does too. Yeah. What was the other guy? I forgot the other guy who uh, he was popping for a minute, but he kind of disappeared. The one um, who pretty much uh, Will Smith and Jada Pickett. He would remember he posted uh, the, August Alcina. Yeah. Yeah. He cussed a lot, and I was just I was, I was he had opened up for Usher, and well, I went to the show. Mm -hmm. And I kind of cringed a little bit because he opening up for all these white people who want to see the pop usher. And he like, where are all my real niggas at? <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm sitting next to some white people. I'm yeah. kind of cringing a little. They don't know who he is. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of cringing a little bit. I'm like, man, I'm like this ain't, you know, that R&B really changed over the years. It did. It got a little too because R&B used to be edgy. Yeah, because R&B used to talk about love and stuff like that. Yeah. But that's the most you'll get. You won't hear no cuss. You might hear mm -hmm. maybe damn in the R&B yep. song. Prince but, was was considered vulgar back in the day. Yeah. If you play this shit now, it seemed kind of Red Corvette. They could play it uncensored on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> but back then, Prince was like huge, very controversial. Couldn't even perform yeah. certain songs. Because yeah. he, he was going off. But now it's it's... It's all in now, yeah, like yeah, it's a little too much. Yeah, but we know R. Kelly got some nasty songs too now. Like what? Like what? R. Uh, Kelly, he got some freak. Like they're not explicitly vulgar. He do have some freak sex songs, but they're not. <laughs> uh, I want to fuck you, 
uh, let me fill you deep in that pussy. Don't you got a song called <laughs> Fucking You Tonight? Sex Weed is nasty. That's, 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 uh, that's a biggie song. Girl, you got that was a biggie. But R. Kelly was singing a hook on it. Who, what's that? Sex Weed is nasty. I don't even remember that song. What was that off of? I don't know, but it's nasty. Sex Weed? Yes. Okay, look, look at the up. lyrics. Yeah. R. Kelly? Yeah. Uh, greatest Sex of All? Bump and Grind? <laughs> Bump and, that- there's nothing wrong with Bump and Grind. But if if somebody made that in 2008, if Jacoby, he'll probably steal that song, but he'll probably make fucking what grind. Is, what is nasty? <laughs> what is nasty about this song, Jasmine? Shit, you got that sex weed. I just want to hit it all the time. Sex so good read that the, it gets me high. Read Bring, all the lyrics. <laughs> I'm reading the whole thing. All he's doing is talking about sex like it's a bag of weed. Mm. What What do you see that's... <laughs> come on come on you just don't like the nigga because he, he's a king <laughs> r kelly ain't nasty. i mean that chris brown ain't but <laughs> this is not a nasty song come on he's now nasty. it's this... fun it's funny because i've seen a lot of people saying r kelly is not the king because he's nasty he need to be in jail yeah. i'm like, I'm like man. <laughs> they ain't lying I mean, a lot of niggas. Need They're to be not lying. Whatever. No, it's funny because this girl posted it, and I started to post a picture of Chris Brown. Exactly, because they're always Chris Brown fans. That's the funny thing about it. It's like, but you a Chris Brown fan? No, well, it's funny different. because people try to erase, you know, like what Chris Brown did. Like, oh, he a changed person. He, yep. you know, he he do a lot for the kids. R. Kelly is continuing to prove he's not a changed man over the decades. Whatever. All of Whatever. these cases keep coming out. These cults, all of this madness. I'm talking about the music, people. Okay, <laughs> of course. I'm talking about the music. Shit, we kept them alive though. Everybody supported them during people that do, case. People do support R. Kelly still. He still sells out. <laughs> and, and women support him yes, more than men. Do. Yes, they do. They go to the show. You go to R. Kelly show. It ain't gonna be nothing but forty year old women. The disgust. Yeah. Throwing their panties on stage. <laughs> Mm. So, yeah. Um, I think I think that's enough about the R and B shit. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I think we all agree that Jaquise is not the king, but after that, I think we all go our separate ways with our opinion on who is the king. You think R Kelly the king overall? I think if you can only name one person the king of R and B, it would have to be R Kelly of all time, because consistency, decade a decade of being the biggest artist out. That's almost Michael Jackson Jackson esque yeah. in terms of from his first album to Chocolate Factory, which is about a ten year span. You know, nobody else has held it down for that long. Nobody else has had their album releases be major events like that. So I think Jasmine got a piece, so she got a Okay, go ahead. Uh yeah. we're gonna keep it going though. Okay. Yeah. I, so Yeah, I got I got Marvin Gaye. Oh mm, mm. My, like I'm a huge fan of Marvin Gaye. Like, yeah, I know you kind of grading yours on you know the albums and the consistency or whatever, yeah. but I don't know. It's hard to. I don't, I don't know Marvin Gaye. If Marvin Gaye never was killed, you know what I mean, I think he'd still. I think he'd be. <laughs> he would do be a, way more. He um he was people forget like, uh he had reinvigorated his career with sexual healing in the eighties. So yeah. he was making a comeback at that time, but for a while he was kind of down and out. He hadn't really made anything. I read Rick James' book, and they were on the same label. And you know, they, you know Rick James was a huge fan of uh, Marvin Gaye. They were friends, uh, but Marvin Gaye was struggling. He was struggling to make a hit. He was struggling to find motivation to sing again. 
and he eventually did come back, but and I don't. You got to look at it too. Around that time was there. They was changing the way R and B was yeah. because in the seventies, you know, it was totally different. It was Temptations and you know these groups like that. And then you came. He was coming across the disco era, yeah, where people was trying to make disco records at that time. That was that's kind of like trying to change up. So um, I think, yeah, I think that was a little struggle right there. I think a lot of people were the struggle around that time. A lot of people dropped off. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm kind of looking at like you know his his music and you know the way he sang. I, agree. I mean, I think, and that that's what separates saying he's the king and he's the goat. You can say, yeah, I think he is the best singer to ever do it. Like, I think Mariah Carey's the best singer to ever do it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I would call her the queen. You know, mm-hmm. that would have to be Beyonce mm-hmm. in terms of her dominance throughout okay. the years. Yep. So same thing with the king of R&B. It's not necessarily that I like R. Kelly the most, but it's just you can't argue with that track record yeah. in terms of anybody else in R&B history. Okay, I kind of so, see it. So yeah. I can maybe say he more the GOAT because he did yeah. pretty much yeah. because we wouldn't label like pop the king exactly we, okay okay so yeah yeah i think r kelly definitely has to be king of r&b for yeah. sure like that's what i think of when i think of r&b music like r kelly exactly. and my bias says usher though he did a lot of shit too man he like did. outside of his own music he wrote, he wrote for people, michael jackson careers yeah did a whole lot so and he did trapped in the closet oh <laughs> uh, jasmine when you left we we dubbed r kelly the king of r&b we had to vote of you I weren't here so yeah of course so <laughs> it's all over discussion finished all right that's it for this week make sure to tune in next week we got our uh, grammy nominations um, we talk about who we think is going to win next year's Grammys. Also, we have our year-end wrap-up. We talk about our favorite albums, our top three albums of the year, and also the biggest surprises, biggest disappointments, and a lot more. So check it out. Um, remember to follow the podcast on social media, Gems and Juice on everything, Gems and Juice on Instagram, Gems and Juice on Facebook. Uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Uh, check it out on SoundCloud, all that stuff. So you know how it goes. And we'll see you next week.